Hey guys, welcome to the show. This is On The Grill, and I'm your host. My name is Paul from Grilling With Coda. Be sure to follow me on Instagram, at Grilling With Coda. Stay dialed into latest podcast news, and you can check out what I'm grilling up next. Now, you all know this guy. Took a month off from being the buttery biscuit to the buttery steak or buttery coffee. Spencer Kirksey, what's going on, brother? Hello, Internet. How are you? <laughs> all right, we're going to do something a little different here. No Q&A, um, no, no going on the grill pretty much. Uh, I'm sure you've seen Spencer and I did a carnivore diet for the entire month of February. Well, actually a little, little in the January. A little January. longer for us. Yeah, we did. We started the uh, first or last week of uh, January, right? Yeah. yeah. Thir- 34 days? 34 days, bro. It's kind of a long time. It was a long time. I feel like it was long to begin with. And then once we got closer to the end, it's kind of like, dang, I can't believe we're done already. Yeah, um, I would say one of the things that really kind of really kind of interested me was that I thought I was going to be going through crazy withdrawals and stuff like that in the beginning, and then all those withdrawals and everything started like towards the last, like I would say, what two weeks? Week last for me, last week it was it was more or less uh, <clears throat> like who no one's going to notice if I if I dig into these these Girl Scout cookies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, our boy Swiss was like, uh, he's like, well, shit, man, I, you know, we only got four days left, so screw it. <laughs> yeah, that's a, but you know what's funny is when before you and I started, we'll dive into the the, the dynamics of the diet, but uh, before you and I started, and I think everyone too, it's more or less you want to keep things in the diet, and then once you get into it, I know you and I, we just wanted to make it as limited as possible. I was I was pretty close to going extremely strict but i didn't all right the carnivore diet what is the carnivore diet extremely restrictive diet uh fairly new new ish Mm -hmm. coming 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 around getting a little more popularity well i'm sure it's been around for ions but i mean for our modern society it's probably pretty recent and i was kind of thinking too maybe not even just obviously our location allows us to to eat pretty pretty good but people maybe in in today's modern time might eat a high uh, fat protein diet too. Yeah, a hunter, right? Mm-hmm. Or Absolutely. someone, someone Absolutely. in uh, that's isolated because of weather. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. I mean, where shitty terrain, like where fruits and vegetables are only going to be, you know, accessible at like, you know, certain parts of, or maybe a really small window uh, during the year. And what else is there? Yeah, animal, and animal products. You know, animal products. It's always it's always there. Um, so maybe not new. But new to us, maybe a new trend starting here. Uh, so basically, there's there's different levels of the carnivore diet. Uh, Spencer and I chose to do something a little less uh, restrictive, where we incorporated meat, eggs, butter, cheese, water, and coffee. Uh, coffee was kind of iffy because obviously it's a plant-based uh, product, but we opted that it'd be completely un unfair for us to take to take coffee out it would have been probably no, ugly no somebody probably would have died let's you, be honest <laughs> first degree murder would yeah. would have happened and butter coffee is fucking amazing let's go and you just made me your version and dude i'm yes, sold you're welcome that shit's it's amazing that shit's hard uh what is it a uh, plus size tablespoon of uh butter. write this down try this out yeah it's it's awesome uh plus size um serving size of uh, or a plus size tablespoon of grass fed salted butter. I use Kerrygold's because it's it's a good butter and it's readily available. Um, I go heavy whipping cream, game changer. 
And then um, if you really want to just get a little slice of heaven, we found a, uh, a kind of a keto version of like a protein powder where it's, um, it's not just protein powder, but you got like some C or, um, MCT, uh, MCT, medium and, chain triglyceride. Yeah. And then, um, some collagen thrown in there and it is just, it is butter. Now, so if, you, if you're not familiar with uh, the butter coffee, when we talk about putting butter in coffee, you actually have to blend it and it, it liquefies. It yes. comes out to like a latte. <laughs> yeah. PSA. Don't just stir it. Yes. <laughs> don't yeah. be that guy. Don't stir it. Don't Let's stir get things it. right. Yeah. You, you want to blend it. that's going to emulsify it like one of those automatic um, mixers or, I mean, shit, I used to throw my stuff in a blender back in the day. So I do the magic bullet and yeah. um, I'm going to have to get your recipe, but I just did the... I do about a tablespoon to a tablespoon and a half, table, tablespoon and a half of, but, of the Kerrygold butter, and I, and I, uh, I do the magic bullet. It's good. It's it's, really it's good. probably one of those, especially on the diet too. It's one of those things you look forward to. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm talking about like at night, you're thinking about it in the morning. Like I can't oh, wait yeah. to get that liquid oh, gold yeah, going through oh, my yeah. veins. Yeah, like in like in the mornings when I leave for work, um, I just I throw down water because I try to I try to drink. Um, at least 12 ounces of water when I first wake up just to get things moving. And then when I get jump in the truck, uh, that is the first thing that hits the lips, dude, is that, that heavenly buttery coffee, dude. That's it's good. So yeah. Good. It's so That's good. good. All right. So good. So right. good. Um, all right. Some of the, some of the, there's concerns about this diet and then there's, uh, some claims that the diet has, has some, uh, effects in a positive note on your body. Um, Spencer and I both felt physical effects, um, on the outside, but there is some inside ones that, that definitely we can't see. And you can only compare your lifestyle previously, uh, to how you feel now. Um, and unfortunately those aren't easy access, easily accessible, uh, to get your hands in that information. So, um, I did do some blood work. We'll talk, we'll talk about that a little bit later. Um, not too happy with those, with those results and how that went or went about, but, um, definitely a learning experience triggered. Yeah. Uh, it, it, it hit a soft spot for me and I, I got, I saw red for a little bit and, uh, wow. can't wait for you to talk about that. Yeah. You're going to want to rant. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to try to get ready for that. And then we, we actually, we're actually fueled with some alcohol right now too. Oh, so yeah. it should, should get interesting. Uh, this is our first, first try at a, uh, uh, ranch water little, uh, little experiment. We got um, my unofficial sponsor that doesn't know I exist, Topo Chico. Topo Gang. <laughs> Topo Gang. Uh, and um, uh, a little tequila. We had the uh, the Jose Cuervo Especial. Um, oh, Cuervo. Yeah, oh, good old Cuervo, dude. Oh, man. We've had some rough times <laughs> in my past. But, you know, I'm looking, you know, I'm trying my best to look past all that, you know, and giving Jose another chance. Um, and some on ice and apparently you want to throw a lime in there, but I think that's just for show, but so ranch water, this is, uh, we saw Travis texted yeah. this right yeah. Travis, where's Travis from again? Uh, DFW. Where's that? <laughs> Dallas Fort Worth. <laughs> What's up, Travis? Um, Never right. heard of it. Some, <laughs> some, uh, some claim that the carnivore diet, carnivore diet has helped their blood sugar regulation, mood, mood issues, and obviously AIDS and weight loss. Um, this diet can be tied to the belief that the human ancestral populations ate mostly meat and fish and a high and the high carb carb diets can be blamed for today's high rates of chronic diseases. Spencer, do you agree? Uh, 100%. All right. So obviously Spencer and I are not medical professionals. Yeah. We're just two dudes. We wanted to try this out. Uh, two dudes with a dream. With a dream, <laughs> a passion for life 
this is a sport to us, uh, having this kind of fun. There's, there's, there's no pot of gold for us. No one paid us to do this. Yeah. Um, this was basically just uh, Spencer and I just having fun and, and just seeing what our bodies can do. We like pushing, the, pushing ourselves. Obviously, getting a little older. Um, the physical challenges are probably going to happen less with us now. But uh, speak, uh, speak for yourself, bro. I'm a stud still. <laughs> yeah, you are. I mean, <laughs> slanging. But like those those marathons and triathlons. Yeah, all the marathons I do not run. Yeah. I don't know. But disclaimer, I have always been that guy to kind of run weird experiments on myself. And, yeah. You know, be kind of a lab rat. And we are healthy outside. Mm-hmm. Um, thankfully, we are. Um, now, we can do this because we are healthy and we feel like we have a flexibility uh, to do this and put our bodies through this, whether it was bad or good. Um, so I have no outstanding. I'm not allergic to anything. Uh, Spencer's probably the same yeah. way. I don't take any uh, prescription drugs. Uh, I don't go to the. Do- I don't go to the doctor, no. and that's been validated. Dude, I do not go <laughs> to the doctor unless I am on a deathbed, dude. Screw that. I'm over it. Yeah, unless I get I need to get stitched up or something. Then uh, uh, there was a case where I had to get a referral. But other than that, I just I hate going. Yeah. Have you always been that way? A hundred percent, dude. A hundred percent. I don't know why. I don't know. I kind of grew up in kind of a country setting where it was me, my dad, and my mom, and uh, nobody went to the doctor unless it was fully needed. Um, I I can recall so many instances where we're out there doing yard work or something, and you know somebody gets hit in the eye with a branch, and you know their eyes bleeding, their cornea scratched, and we just like go down to the local uh, pediatrician to go get something looked at. You know, so it's we. I can't remember the time. I think probably one of the, the the times that sticks out to me when I went to the hospital is like breaking my nose in a car accident. You know what I mean? That was like probably the extent of my hospital visits. That's probably what you want. You want a good diagnosis though. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of people, what are the, there's a, actually a medical term for that, right? A uh, hypochondria? Yeah, yeah. Where you just think like you're dying. Everything hurts and you're dying. Yeah, yeah. That's crazy. That's a thing. It's, it's yeah. a real thing where they're like where everybody in the hospital knows you by your first name because that's bad. You make so many frequent visits. That's pretty terrible. And uh, I wonder how insurance works. It's and as first for that. And then guys like us are the complete opposite where it's like, you know, bone sticking out of our leg. And we're like, nah, it's fine. We're good. Walk it off. Tape, tape it up. <laughs> Rub some dirt on it. <laughs> tape it up. Throw some dirt on it. Uh, so, yes, full disclaimer, we're not medical professionals. Please do not take our experience and... Uh, think that we have some certified knowledge because we don't. We're just two dudes. Just two dudes. Just two dudes. Um, two dudes, one cup. <laughs> <laughs> uh, feel free to, to to let us know if you, if you do try this out. Let us know on your journey. I, I just love this this kind of stuff. Um, yeah, we got like tons of people who not only wanted to participate with us, but also people who are like, I'm not going to participate, but I'm super excited to see what happens at the end of all this for you guys so. yeah just like we're talking about it's, it's fairly new there's not a lot of um obviously joe rogan made made this pretty public and, and dropped dropped some attention to this diet but as far as just uh information it's still fairly new and, and knowing someone uh who does who who has done this diet it's, it's it's pretty rare to find someone um so even still just last week when i was still doing the diet there's it's very odd to go to the restaurant and, and order 
the way you, you have to, uh, the food, without getting some weird looks. But um, I think that's all going to change here in a little bit. Um, so Spencer and I basically just kind of went over the popular proponents of the carnivore diet. Uh, Sean Baker, MD. Um, we also liked uh, Paul Saladino, carnivore MD. He just can't, dropped a book. Uh, all these personalities can be found online. Um, they're probably the, some of the bigger bigger names. And they, they both kind of flow with each other. Uh, another big one was uh, yeah, Jor- uh, Jordan Peterson and his daughter, Michaela Peterson. Mm-hmm. Um, they were all on the diet. Um, they were all on Joe Rogan. So uh, another one I found was at Nutrition with Judy. She was a great follow. She's actually a nutritionist. Uh, she had some great content. Um, yeah, I really liked her uh her Instagram. Yeah. Super informative. Yeah. Super. Yeah. And, and like the, easy to digest. Yeah. Yeah. She yeah. wasn't too scientific. I think, yeah. uh, Saladino, yeah, Saladino goes, he goes all over my yeah, head for sure. Into the rabbit hole, yeah. breaks it down. Um, he has a podcast. If you really want to break down the nuts and bolts of this thing, you can, you can, uh, definitely check him out. He goes over everything. I can't comprehend it. I can't digest it. Um, he definitely can. Um, it's like one of those podcasts where you have to listen to it three times to yeah. get a clue of what's going on. Yeah, but he, he does cover it from um, yeah. top to bottom, so which mm-hmm. is good. Um, bodybuilder Mark Bell, he has a good. Yeah, he's doing it. I think he's uh, he's over day fifty now. Mm-hmm. He uh, and he's got more of I feel like a realist a realistic approach, where you know, dude's hardcore as fuck, but. Um, he does give himself some days where he says, screw it. And, you know, goes off the rails, um, here and there, which I think to be fair with pretty much any kind of a diet, you know, lifestyle is give yourself a couple days here and there to just, you know, throw caution to the wind and, and eat that pizza and drink that beer and, you know, dude, go get that pint of ice cream or whatever it is. I think, um, when you, uh, restrict yourself, to a certain extent where it's like super hardcore, I think that's when most people crash and burn. Yeah. And that's kind of more our style too, where it's mm-hmm. just, it's kind of a hobby just for yeah. fun. Yeah. Um, but I think when we're in the moment, we're in the diet, we're strict. Totally. We, we do have that discipline where we can turn it on and off, but yeah. we do, we do like the flavors of life and yeah. like to eat and drink good. Perfect example. We're drinking ranch water. Yeah. <laughs> 10 o'clock in, 10 the, o'clock morning. in the morning. <laughs> Actually, uh, for me, it was, it was a, a big old buttery coffee, then ranch water. So I, I'm sure this is going to be fun here in a yeah, little bit. Today's going to be interesting. Uh, let's see. All right. So when Spencer and I, I first initially had this idea um, to, to try this out. I was going to try it out just on my on my, on my own. Um, I hit up Spencer. Spencer and I are pretty much the same. We work out the same. We have the same thoughts. Even if we don't, we're, we're able to talk some stuff out. Um, Spencer, I reached out to him. He took about half a second to, to go on board. <laughs> Why'd you go on board so quick? You crazy son of a bitch. I'm in. <laughs> let's do it. Fuck, you're stupid. All right, uh, let's yeah, do it. This is a terrible idea. When do we start? <laughs> when do we start? <laughs> um, why did I do it? I mean, we kind of talked about that earlier. Like, I, you and I are very similar in so many different ways. And, you know, I'm, I've always been the guy to be my own lab rat. You know what I mean? And just try to see how things work out. And uh, I've, you know, I've dabbled in the low carb lifestyle before. Obviously nothing this extreme. The key, you've done the keto. Yeah, I've done keto. I did Atkins way back in the day. How'd that uh, go? And that was awesome. Is it? I, dude, I, I dropped a lot of weight um, in not a lot of, or not a long time, I should say. Um, and 
I think it was like 35 pounds and like you remember the the whole months. foundation of that diet I'm not uh, it's very very similar to keto and some might even argue it's the same thing oh so it's low carb now but you're not checking your ketosis like if you're no in ketosis. no so like and to my knowledge keto or the word ketosis was never kind of thrown around much it was just you know low carb high protein I would say the oh. one thing that probably separates what Atkins was and what keto is, is that keto, to my knowledge, pushes more fat versus protein. Obviously, protein's a big part of that, uh, but they try to push more fat. Atkins was pushing more protein, and then it was like protein, fat, then vegetables, and then keto is like fat, protein, vegetables. I could go on board with that. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, It works. It totally works. I did it with my family at the time. I was like early, early 20s. Um, and we all had a lot of success with it, but again, I mean, young and dumb, I, I went off the rails and I mean, I've, again, I've dabbled back and forth with it throughout my lifetime since then. Um, but I, I, uh, I gained, um, or I should say I, I lost a lot of weight and I, uh, gained a lot of knowledge. Yeah. No, that's big. Especially, uh, I think the cool part is doing your th- doing doing that with your family. Mm-hmm. It's easier to do uh, have a support group. Yeah, we had our own little family right yeah, now. Yeah, we dude. did. You Pretty and I, cool. and we reached out to uh, some of the brave souls who yeah. surprisingly, we were actually kind of surprised how many people went in and did it. Yeah, we threw it up on the wall and see see who <laughs> see, see who was uh, dumb enough to do it with us. And we were lucky. We were thinking maybe one or two brave souls, yeah. but I mean, it is it is a big feat to ask anyone, yeah. and uh, we got some good feedback. Um, what is it? Thirty-two. Yeah, was 33? it 30, 32, 33? It was Low thirties. Well, I remember when we first started it, we were like, "All right, like if we get like eight people, that'd be perfect." And then within, I'd say twenty minutes, we had like fifteen. We're like, "Okay, shit. All right, well, let's shoot for 20 And then within, you know, two hours, we got twenty. And then within, I'd say three days, we hit our thirties. Um, or, or 32 or 33 or however many people were in there. Um, and, and then we're like, okay, we got our core group. Yeah. And, um, uh, people, some people faded out. They realized it was a little, uh, bigger of a task. And you, you kind of look at the month and you're like, gosh, dang Valentine's day. Or I got this, I got this going on. Super Bowl. Super Bowl. <laughs> that's right. Super Bowl. We're like, wow, this couldn't have been the worst timed challenge yeah whatever but every month you're gonna have something a mm-hmm. birthday party or a wedding or something so it yeah. was it was kind of like spencer let's do it let's do it now it's it's fresh in us let's do it and we're again the people who we are we're like well that just adds another challenge to it so fuck it let's yeah, do it that's cool and yeah. you can won't be holding you can still have fun on a, a restrictive diet too yeah. um i, I and uh, to go back on track i i have done a keto diet um i think it's kind of important uh, it does play a part in your knowledge and being in ketosis. Your body does transition. Um, there is expectation that you're going to have when you know your body transitions and which it's basically, I feel like if you, you want to have success, you're going to have to listen to your body. Uh, you, you kind of have to take out some knowledge of what you think is going to happen and, and, uh, what you read, but basically you're listening to your body. If you don't, um, Spencer will tell you here in a little bit, it does can get ugly pretty quick. Um, what do you know about the, the carnivore diet before we get started? Uh, pretty much what it kind of sounds like carnivore meat eater. So, um, I, all I knew that it's going to be a heavy dosage of meat 
and no carbohydrates or really nothing of anything else. Um, later did I find out, you know, it, it was more pushing kind of fat than protein, um, which I'm perfectly fine with because I love eating fat. It's my favorite thing of all time. Too. It's great because my wife absolutely can't stand it. So I get the extra fat. Love it. Leftovers. Lefties. Uh, so we did have some, like I said, we did have some people join us uh, on this journey. Um, one of the special people we had was uh, Sid, Sydney, Mr. At Try underscore No Feet. Um, he actually started before us. He saw that we were doing this. He saw on your story that you were doing this, and he went ahead and jumped in our group. Uh, prior to that, Sid, uh, you need to check out Sid's profile, first of all. Dude's, dude's an all-star. Absolute savage beast. Um, he is Iron Man. He was training for Iron Man, and he was consuming 10,000 calories a day for the Iron Man. That's a lot of food. Yeah. Uh, obviously, as, as an Iron Man participant, you need those calories. You, you want that energy. Um, but he also realized he had an addiction to carbs, um, and he wanted to take out some of that weight. So he did, he did the, uh, uh, the carnivore diet. Um, he went strong. Still going yeah. strong, yeah. yeah. As far as I had know, a good yeah. had a good time with it. Um, yeah. Actually, he's, I don't know if he's still doing it, but uh, he's a great follow, uh, Mister at underscore Vincenzo fifteen. Uh, he was in the group. Uh, he he realized that this diet was going to be more mental. He wanted to prove prove to himself that uh, he could do this and have some self discipline. Uh, I think we can all play that game too, mm-hmm. where where uh, aside from the physical part, the mental part is going to be there too. Uh, to stay steadfast on this diet. Yeah. I would say 90% of the people who joined us, that was probably one of their, um, I mean, I think everyone had their own reason for joining, but at the same time, I think at the forefront of everyone's reasoning, it was kind of the challenge, the mental challenge of it. Yeah. I mean, we, we, when we, we did the group, we started group chat. We didn't have anyone weigh in. It was basically honor system. Uh, you could see the people that, that really, Inter- engaged and interacted with the group that they like everyone was on the same page like hey this is this we're gonna discipline it. we're gonna do we're gonna do yeah. this so um it was cool like and it is it is mental it's it's no joke you're changing your lifestyle your, your food uh which can have a, a dramatic effect on you uh at gusher barbecue when he signed up he was already doing the keto jig diet he's actually down 105 pounds since starting a keto diet in january 2019 damn 105 pounds dude tip of the cap how much did you lose uh 10 10 pounds <laughs> so i mean we're kind of the same you know no i mean he's been doing it for a year and like you said he transitioned <laughs> from uh keto to carnivore he was already ready to go yeah that's um that's pretty that's pretty legit 104 pounds damn dude that's crazy i lost 18 pounds yeah dude i would say out of the people who didn't need to lose that much you you probably lost the most right yeah yeah um it, i didn't do this to lose weight it just obviously it's going to happen your calorie intake is down and uh obviously the way ketosis works your body's going to burn uh excess fat so um something i was more surprised about in my body composition i, mm-hmm. I feel like i lost a lot of mass in my my chest and my shoulders my clothes fit way different my my pants are fall like my belt has to be tight or my 
they fall <laughs> off right off my ass. So um, I'm excited to get back to a, a uh, I'm at 190 now after finishing the diet. 200, uh, 198 would be pre- pretty cool. Uh, I I, I uh, noticed the same things where, I mean, I didn't lose 18. I lost 10. Uh, but again, with my body composition, um, I could definitely see changes. But I didn't feel like frail or too skinny or anything like that. Um, a good compare contrast is when I first started doing intermittent fasting. And I've been doing that off and on for three years now. And I got to a point where everyone was like, dude, you look, you don't look the same. Like your entire body composition has changed. And, you know, from what I gathered, people didn't think it was for the good. You know, they thought I was looking unhealthy. Um, With this diet, definitely felt that my body composition was changing, but for the better, I feel like I still, I still feel like I was packing on muscle. Um, I felt, and we can get in this later, like workouts, like I was feeling really good during workouts, like way more powerful. Um, so, uh, my, my experience with body composition changing, um, obviously sounds a little different than yours. No, I could, no, I could see that. And I kind of said that wrong. Maybe, uh, I, I do feel still toned and I, I held on, I held onto my muscle pretty good, but there was obviously, uh, some ex- excess mass areas that, that, that got depleted from. So, and it, it, it's just I've been looking a certain way. I've been out of two hundred five range for five six years. Yeah. So to lose that kind of weight that quick, it's it was hard for me. It was weird for me to to kind of look at in the mirror and, and see my clothes fit a little different. Yeah, I definitely like even my like my wristwatch. So like my belt went down a loop, and then even my wristwatch. Like I had to like cinch up my wristwatch, which is pretty crazy. That's weird. About, and your right? wrist, your wrist. Yeah, like I like I've had the same. I've put that watch on through the same loop for years and then within 30 plus days i'm throwing it down another loop and i think it's those subtle nuances that are the ones that trigger your head to realize how you're being affected because you look yourself in the mirror you 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 slightly notice a difference i mean every once in a while you'll see someone every other week and uh they'll be like man you look you're looking looking good Mm -hmm. but like you said that wristwatch that that muscle memory of putting that wristwatch right there and you're kind of like whoa I got to suck down another one yeah. or that belt. Like you got to tuck the extra belt, uh, flap yeah. over into another yeah, belt yeah. loop. You're like, damn. All right. Uh, yeah. okay. This is really happening. You know? So mm-hmm. it's a trip and nobody else would know those kind of things except for you. Yeah. Except yeah. for you or the, the jeans that you, you wore a month ago to, to go to the movies. You're just kind of like, Oh man, this is, it's kind of, kind of baggy. Yeah. Um, all right. So let's talk about, is this diet for everyone? Um, for Spencer and I, it was, it, it was for us. We, we liked it. Uh, uh, this diet does, like we said, does date back to some previous cultures. I, I think that's kind of cool too, is, uh, this diet coming to, coming to light. Whereas, uh, it's nothing new. It's might be a new idea. Uh, but, uh, there was some cultures, the, Inu- the Inuit of the Canadian Arctic, they eat like this, um, fish, seal, walrus, whale meat, uh, come to find out. Uh, they actually still hunt polar bear, or they can still. I think 130 polar bear. It was, it was awesome. Dang. Yeah. Said it was pretty good to eat, too. I was, I was watching this stuff on YouTube. It was, it was amazing. Um, that's, a, that's a gritty lifestyle yeah. over there. In Greenland, uh, Eastern part of Greenland, um, 50, 60 years ago, they were, they were 
pretty much uh, isolated to this this area. But now, obviously, things have changed. But um, this is still a, a culture that is holding on to the tradition. Um, um, they're the whale hunting does get a little tricky, mm-hmm. um, but they have to they have to have uh, a government liaison with them to make sure that they still hunt with the harpoon. Like there's no it has to be the way they did it. You know, nothing sketchy. Yeah, nothing sketchy. Modern, yeah. yeah, they wouldn't even film it because they know how big of an outcry yeah. uh, they would get. But the people understand like this is how they eat. This is their source of meat is this this whale. So yeah, uh, it's pretty awesome. Another uh, culture, the Chukotka of a Russian Arctic. You they, totally nailed that, by the way. Yeah, I did. That's it's great. <laughs> they that was terrible. It's but <laughs> this culture well, was awesome. Offended so many people. Just I'm now. sorry if I offended the Chukotka. <laughs> I'm sorry if I offended the uh, the people of I can't pronounce your name. I'm sorry if I did that. Uh, they did the same thing, same type of um, environment: cold Arctic, snow. Zero vegetation, uh, marine animals, fish. They do do the whaling as well. Uh, then you go ahead and flip, flip uh, areas or I guess countries, continents. Uh, Kenya. <laughs> flip the page of the continent. Um, the the Masai, Masai. This is hard. Wow, you're doing great though. Keep it up, kid. Hey, we all. We, who knew you were going to get a geography lesson? <laughs> So here's these uh, these tribesmen. They uh, they basically survived off milk and meat, organs. Um, now the, the the thing I found that was cool about this is they actually had the livestock in the center of the village. They would uh, have the huts or their houses around the livestock. So I mean, this is their this is this is what they live around. I mean, this is this is their source. This is what they they need. Uh, as Spencer hands me a Coors Light. Hey, ooh. Um, it was pretty cool. The warriors eat first. They eat the organs. Um, so obviously you and I would be out. Why would we be out? Uh, liver. Liver is oh, the biggest. Yeah, you're right. I'm out. The, the, like the, the, the head warriors, that's what they ate first. <sighs> that's rough, dude. Yeah. Liver, I mean, how many times do we try organ meat? I, tr- I tried it three times, and I still... Yeah. I, and I tried it three different ways. Shout out to Ancestral Supplements. Uh, big shout out. Yeah, for big a- shout out to them. But, yeah, they do it right, because they know how terrible that shit tastes, but they made it. They made it. They made a product that you can still get the same benefits, but you don't have to taste like shit. And we tried. I mean, we gave it a fair shot, yeah, a fair yeah. shake. And I still can't... I can barely stomach. And people love it. it it's... I may have to try a pate, but I, I think I'm off. I, I think I'm done with it. Oof. I even masked it in pork panko, and it was yeah. still. Yeah. Once you get to that. Well, you you just recently did what the chicken liver? I did the chicken livers. Yeah, and you said it was the more you could stomach that one out of all of them. Yeah, I, I got through the most pieces, um, but I charred the heck out of it, which was kind of my my goal was to hopefully. <laughs> burn it <laughs> yeah let me burn it and let me see if i can eat it and uh i i couldn't it was it, it's so nutrient dense come to find out it's just it's the most bioable of bioable bioavailable ranch water big words <laughs> <laughs> one of the most bioavailable bioavailable <laughs> sources of uh nutrients and vitamins uh but, well i always like to say that uh there's a reason why the uh the alpha wolf gets the organ meat, right? Yeah, they, yeah, for sure. Yeah, they make a kill, and 
Big Daddy gets first cracks at the organ meet, I think is pretty cool. And that's, I mean, that's a straight out of Primal. Yeah, straight they, out of the wild. They bro. know they know what's the best. And even I guess uh, doing some research, some cultures they were leaving the muscle meat, the stuff that we treasure so much, and they just eat the organs and leave the yeah. muscle meat for yeah. for the peasants. The pe- yeah, peasants <laughs> or the the other scavengers. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's it's pretty crazy. Actually, on the in the, the 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 Kenyan tribe, you couldn't eat the liver meat unless if you were under twenty eight. So it was like a rite of passage Dang. to eat this. It was pretty cool too because the the warriors they go away from the village and it was kind of, it kind of reminded me of like the guys going to the bar, and they would go outside. It was like a, I think they said like two hundred fifty meters away from the village and they just kind of talk shop and it was kind of like their bonding time and then they bring back the food to uh, the certain um, the elders got a certain cut the the women the pregnant women got a certain cut the little kids like it was mm-hmm. it was cool that's cool um, the nomads of Mongolia. They eat a lot. They eat a lot of meat and dairy. Uh, badass. They train eagles to hunt for them. What? How do you train an eagle? So, falconry, falcon, falconry, ranch water. Hashtag. <laughs> <laughs> um, falconry is a super traditional, super old school way of hunting, um, and you still see it from time to time. It's like the great white buffalo. You know what I mean? It'll pop up once in a while. Um, but yeah, that's pretty crazy. That's awesome. I mean, you're training this hunter, yeah. predator to, yeah. to hunt for you. Yeah. Um, pretty crazy. I, I, I guess you have no choice when they're in this vast tundra. Yeah. I mean, but that's that's amazing. I mean, obviously, we're seeing people adapt to their surroundings and, and definitely make the most of it. Uh, Sioux of South Dakota ate a lot of buffalo meat. Um, Shout out. I got a little Sioux in me. Hey. Let's go. Let's go. Um, probably one of the coolest ones I, I like to research was the Brazilian gauchos or the Argentinian gauchos. Mm-hmm. These guys are cool. Straight yeah. romantic relationship with the land and the food. Uh, a lot of open fire cooking. We see a lot of um, gaucho style steakhouses pop up. There's actually a lot of ga- gaucho style uh, barbecues, open fire. Yeah. Uh, you can le- you can lower the food uh, up and down to the fire. So uh, these guys were awesome. Ate a lot of beef. Uh, drank a lot. Dressed up cool. Rode around on horses, just total Casanova kind of guys, That's cool guys. Cool. So I think uh, really living the dream out there. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> on the rancho and <clears throat> the estancias. All right, so we're gonna separate this uh, experience into the good, the bad, the ugly. Starting off with the good, huh? Yeah, good. I mean, we both established that this diet was for us. Is every diet for everybody? No. Um, but I think we both got a lot out of it. I, you know, my testimony is that this was a great experience for me. Um, and we'll get into some of the bad and the ugly, but overall, really, really great experience. Um, um, yeah, learned, learned a ton about um, what I, what we're told that we need and what we really actually do need. You know, if that makes any kind no, of sense. No, 100%. Yeah. You know, we're we're force fed so much, um, so much information, um, good and bad, um, through, you know, the sad lifestyle, standard American diet, sad. Um, and, uh, to go through it firsthand and really actually understand like, wow, you know what? I maybe don't need as much of X, Y, Z as people are telling me, or I do need more of X, Y, Z, what people are telling me. And, um, I just, um, 
I just got a lot out of that. So it was a good experience, and I'm gonna I'm gonna put this in my back pocket as a tool to uh, whenever we, you know, as we do, we fall off the wagon from time to time. Um, I'm gonna know that. All right, time to dial things back in. I'm not only going low carb; I'm going straight carnivore for a month or three weeks or whatever it is to just get things dialed back in. Yeah, I think uh, it's important when you start a diet. Uh, Spencer and I are proponents of all diets. We could. Yeah. I, I like hearing about. It. I'd, I'd ask anyone questions. What, whatever kind of diet you're doing, we're not. The, we're not going to unfollow or unfriend anyone or, or we're not bully anybody. We're not in that bully one. Anyone's not doing carnivore the vegans diet. love to do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, but I think it's, it's good to have a, a solid reason to start and finish a diet. Yeah. Um, at cooking with Swiss, our, our good, bud, our good buddy, Chris, the legend of Texas, Houston, H town. He wanted to change his life. He wanted to change in his life. Uh, none of his clothes were fitting. He hated the guy in the mirror and his self-confidence was low. Um, I mean, that could, relate to you know a handful of people that that want to start a reason uh yeah. reason to start a diet so uh more power to you the guy the guy finished strong he wanted to keep going um uh he's going to be incorporating a ketogenic diet yeah. after this so i mean and it's so much easier when you take a huge leap of faith like that with a group you know like it, we had uh everyone was super super supportive in the group uh, super knowledgeable. I mean, Lisa Pedia, right? Lisa Pedia, at Lisa Hillegrill. Anybody had a question about anything, uh, she had an answer for it, um, which was, you know, just having just a wealth of knowledge and resource resources at the, you know, the tip of our fingers throughout that entire process was, um, was a game changer for sure. And obviously, the most of the research we did was all just based off these uh, these guys who've done this before. Um, and you're subject to what they've what they're telling you. So obviously, there's not a lot of uh, other research. You're not taught any of this at school. This kind of diet, or, or there's no there's no there's there's no uh, convention center you can go to and 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 yeah. learn a bunch of knowledge about this. So um, it's kind of what you make of it. Uh, the simplicity of this diet. Obviously, it's perfect. It's per- for a guy like Spencer. <laughs> for guys like Spencer and I, it's it's perfect. Um, it's like the ultimate elimination diet. No. You know what I mean? And I've always wanted to do some kind of elimination diet. Um, I guess the most popular one would technically be the Whole30, I guess. Because um, you just slowly take things out and slowly bring things back in. And then you kind of figure out, you know, again, listening to your body and trying to figure out what's working, what's not working. Well, the carnivore diet for someone who loves to eat protein loves to eat fat like this is a dream come true and um yeah i mean that was that was game set match for me to be able to um understand that okay obviously meat's good for me fat's good for me it it, uh it works well with my body Uh, but then i figured out and again i'm a huge cheese lover huge um, and then figuring out that, oh shit, cheese and I don't really get along really because I been eating cheese my entire life. I took it out when I started carnivore and then a few weeks in, I, th- I would say, uh, three weeks, maybe, um, I started to add it back in and man, shit was not going well <laughs> for me, like crazy bloating, uh, stomach aches, um, just, you know, things along those lines. And I said, okay, wow, now you know. 
Um, will I, will I swear off cheese for the rest of my life? Hell no. Cause cheese is amazing. Yeah. But, um, am I going to limit it? Absolutely. Yeah. Take what you learn, listen to your body. Um, and like we said, the, the hard part was letting go of some things, avocados in the morning. Um, but like I said, once about a week into it, we talked on the phone and we're like, let's, let's go into this. Let's streamline this and, and actually see how limited it and, uh, how by the basics we can, we can actually do this. Um, the simplicity of this allows in, we talked about this last night. If you're a minimalist, this, this diet is for you. The time you save is uh, incredible. I was bored. Um, it was weird for me to not grill a side for a while. And basically, uh, we did keep reload rub on, uh, that was kind of one of like the, uh, the things we wanted to keep, uh, low sugar, uh, low to no sugar. Um, but we definitely wanted some flavor on our, our protein, our meat. Uh, but not cooking aside is incredibly different. It's there's, I know Spencer's a big, uh, Sunday prepper for his meal prep. So you're basically done with your meals for the, the week quickly. Yeah. Yeah. So Sundays, I mean, Sundays are, are my food prep days. So I'm, um, in the kitchen, um, hovering around the smoker, um, you know, doing, doing things of that nature, just pre- uh, prepping for, uh, the entire week. So I, I food prep for five to six days. Um, so everything is at a grab and go kind of a, uh, a pace for me after that. Um, get the camp chef rolling. I've been on this pork chop, uh, binge for a while now and I fucking love it. Um, I'll, I'll throw it on two pork chops for dinner and then top it off with a little dope boat. And I know what you're thinking there, listeners, you're thinking like, aren't you tired of the, this, the same things? Mm, not really. I mean, there was some moments where in the carnivore diet, and I think everyone can, uh, can agree with this that um the your options for the most part are pretty limited um and we were actually doing a more lenient style or approach to this um the hardcore savages are doing meat salt water yep meat salt maybe some pepper water that's a whole nother level of insanity that's my opinion think Um, you could do that i could do anything but um i don't know for how long that's tough 33 days, 34 days. I don't know if I could do that. That's rough. That's tough. I, I'd have to be a hermit. I'd, be, I'd definitely have to be a hermit and just like never go out and never see anybody. That'd be tough. That but, would. Um, yeah. Um, the time you save, it's, it's kind of weird. You don't realize how much, uh, even at the grocery store, you're just kind of, you know, you're going, you're going to the, the meat section and maybe a couple things of cheese and eggs and that's it. It's, it's on game on. But what, what I would say about that was food prep is like, it was cool because, you know, for me, you know, I'm relatively new to the, you know, to the, uh, the smoker game, the barbecue game. Um, I've always barbecued, but not to like the extent that I have now. Right. And to be able to have to mix things up all the time, um, it was cool cause it kind of took me out of my comfort zone. I would hit you up constantly about like, okay, we're going to do this pork shoulder. Like give me some pointers or we're going to do X, Y, Z, like give me some pointers. So like, um, I, I tried to keep it as simple as possible cause that, 
you know, at the core of everything, I am a minimalist at heart. But, you know, so I would do my ground beef and my eggs for my lunches. But then for dinners, you know, I'd mix it up, pork chops, and then I'd do oh, a pork shoulder or we're going to do, you know, whatever. Um, uh, and Or tri-tip. I would do a lot of tri-tip or just straight up, you know, ribeyes or steaks or whatever it was. Um, but to get to kind of mess around with uh, different kinds of cuts and different kinds of meats uh, to um, try try <laughs> to keep things you know, lively. I think, I think for me, it was, uh, it was a good way to get back to the basics as far as grilling. Um, there's not a lot of flair you can do to yeah. a straight cut of meat. I, uh, we, I was, I didn't want to marinate. A lot of marinades contain sugar. So it was just basically, yeah, yeah. that was something we, we, that was kind of an obstacle for a little bit as well. Yeah. It's yeah, like, Oh, I'm going to use like when I did that pork shoulder, that's right. You know, like, Oh, we can't use Apple, we can't eat apple, yeah, yeah, apple juice. Orange juice. You know, I mean, yeah, these are big juice, yeah. soy sauce. Yeah. Uh, these are all big. Uh, I know you can get into some amino, amino acids and stuff, but you wanted to, I wanted to stay as true as, as I could. Yeah. Uh, so we came up with, uh, I think, a bone broth type of yeah. <laughs> <laughs> bone broth butter and just yeah, like bone broth butter and. I think it was water. Water. Like that was yeah. it. That was it. And, and it, it worked. It worked. A little bit. I mean, it was, it was, I think we did that for the pork shoulder. Yeah. And I mean, there was a couple parts where there was a little bit dry, but for the most part, I mean, anybody else in the world wouldn't even bat an eyelash. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, for guys like you who are complete divas when it comes to barbecue, <laughs> uh, you know, yeah, you're going to probably see something like that. You're going to pick up on that. But, dude, it wasn't for for the amount of ingredients we use and the things we couldn't use. I say that was a win win for sure. And that was pretty tough. I had to kind of take a step back and, and realize how I was going to make some some of my food, uh, my meals that I like to cook a little uh, carnivore friendly. Um, so that was that was fun. A challenge within itself. And it, like I said, it allowed me to get back to the basics and, and really uh, romanticize with food again. So. Uh, actually, we saw Seattle Butcher's wife. She made a, a fatty. So, yeah, that breakfast dude. fatty. She is a savage. Yeah, that was cool. Pure savagery. Yeah, you can have some fun. Yeah. I mean, if you have a, a good enough imagination, yeah. you can right. mix some things up. And again, like people would get creative. For me, you know, I kind of I took the approach of just like, okay, head down, bite down, <laughs> you know, grit your teeth, and just go for it. So I was doing I was doing things for the most part pretty simple i was sticking for the most part to the same meals um definitely for lunches i still ground beef or ground venison something of that nature with scrambled eggs um and that was it for my first true meal of the day and then and dinners that's when i would kind of like try to spruce it up and do different things uh throughout the week now you and i our personalities the simplicity doesn't bother us we can we can, I think you and I can live off this diet for a, a long time. A machine. Yeah, machines. Uh, I think the part for you and I, it got hard at. Hard at. It got you hard. say you're hard right now? Is that what you yeah. said? The wow. part for you and I where it became a challenge uh, was definitely at the end when you're like, yes. dude, we're quit. Like, this is it. Yes. Dude, that literally, like, everyone's like, oh, you know, it's like, you know, it's the last lap. You know, you're in the home stretch. And that was for sure the hardest part. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. That last like seven to ten days where you're just like, oh my gosh, can we? Can this be over? <laughs> avocado, a, a, a beverage, it's gonna be awesome. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, a good a good tool that you can use on this diet is uh, identifying food allergies. Um, yeah. Some some not even 
maybe not allergies, more like intolerances, yeah. I guess. Well, like I said, like cheese, cheese I yeah. figured out really fast, like, oh, shit. Well, you and I, I had a cheese, I, I did a, the cheese yeah. bakes, yeah. and I, I think day three, I became extremely bloated. Yeah. And uh, and you hit me up about that. I hit you up, and you said, take the cheese out, and I, I did. And, and then uh, what happened? I was lean and mean and yeah, my exactly. chin again. Yeah, lean my chin. Um, but I went ahead, and I wanted to see if I, I was getting... I was getting a little bored and like snacking was, was an issue. I, yeah. Snacking on like, I'll eat a ribeye, but the snack on a ribeye was kind of weird. So, uh, I got back into cheese and I felt fine. I was doing, that's funny. Cause I was doing, uh, I made a tri tip solely for snacking. <laughs> that's <laughs> so awesome. weird. Dude. That's- it was like, I'd open the fridge and I'm like, Oh, what am I going to snack on? And I just pull out this Tupperware. And then I got to a point where I was just eating cold tri tip. It's still delicious in my, in my and, opinion. And but. when we're snacking, it's not like it's more out of re- habit or it's more like there's we'll, we'll talk about being sati- satiated, 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 big words, Hashtag ranch water. We'll talk about that later. But uh, it's more of like getting home, putting your keys out of your pocket, yeah. bring the dog in, yeah. checking the fridge. Yeah, there's there's no hunger. There's yeah. no there's no need. You feel fine. It's just that yeah. weird pattern it, it's 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 like i said and it all comes down to time because you're not eating you're not taking the 10 minutes that add up every day to yeah. just kind of ponder in between the, the the pantry and the in the refrigerator no i totally i totally register with that as well as like the whole snacking thing is i would i would find myself opening up the fridge looking at whatever's in the fridge and being like why the fuck am i doing this like i'm not hungry and that was something really cool about this diet is that I really got in tune with my body and like what, like the feelings of it, you know, like feel like legitimately like, am I hungry right now? No. No. Fucking walk away. Walk away. Go go drink water. And dude, honestly, sounds, sounds stupid. Sounds probably unrealistic to most people, but like I would just slam some ice water and that would hold me off for a little while. Well, I think um, I'll jump. I'll jump into this. Topo gang, <laughs> Topo gang <laughs> sponsorship. Um, I think one thing I'll talk about is uh, actually it kind of goes hand in hand. What you were talking about is people are kind of like, well, what do you have for breakfast? And it's like, well, you know what? I don't really identify breakfast, lunch, and dinner anymore. It's a time when I'm hungry is when I yes. eat. Yeah. There, there's no time. Yeah. There's there's no. Obviously, when you wake up, uh, it's when you feel when I felt the leanest. Uh, I crave that butter coffee, but I only ate when I was hungry. So it could have been at 10 a.m. or, or, or noon. And you're not, you're not saying I didn't have breakfast or damn, what am I going to have for lunch? It's like, okay, I'm going to pack this food because I'm going to be hungry. You're fueling your body with the food that you need at that particular time. Yeah. So, um, yeah. breaking and again, breaking away from like modern trends and stereotypes, you know? Yeah. Yeah, there's no need to identify breakfast, lunch, and dinner anymore when you're eating to fuel yourself. It's just meal one, meal two, meal three. (laughs) There you go. Perfect. Yeah. Exactly. That's kind of the best way to say it. Like, yeah. Uh, One of the effects you'll feel is the energy increase. You're going to feel a a slight, steady dose of energy. Um, It's more of a consistent energy. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't say there's a big boost. You more or less have a, a constant flow of energy. Yeah, and I totally... So just like with everybody else in probably planet Earth, you know, it's a term for a reason, the two o'clock, the two o'clock hit, you know, where everyone is, is dragging ass by two o'clock. And 
I, like most people, I would get hit by that. But I had true, authenticated feelings of, okay, two o'clock hit while I was on this carnivore diet. And Hang on, I before was that, good. I mean, when you were on the regular diet, what time were you eating lunch? 11.30. 11.30. So yeah. a couple hours later, that's when you would crash. Yeah. Yeah. And I was eating bag salads, canned tuna, avocado, things that are not bad at all. Like I wouldn't use any dressing or anything, uh, but I'd be one, dragging ass by two o'clock and two, pretty hungry by like three, four Like na- I need a nap. I'm feeling moody, totally, hangry. Totally. Um, and so when I hit carnivore at two o'clock, I'd be solid. I, I wouldn't even think about it. And I would get home around five or six and be like, okay. Now it's time to eat. What and when you were doing meal, well, you were you were fasted a little bit um, mm-hmm. in the beginning. Yeah. You kind of kicked off that. But what time would you say was the ballpark time you were eating for the majority? Um, your weekday, your weekdays. So yeah, I would. So I would have my, you know, like how I like to call the fat boy coffee in the morning, and then, uh, and that's the same thing we just talked about earlier in the podcast. Same ingredients. And then I would do my lunch uh, at 11.30, and then dinner would be around 6-ish, and then that would be that. No crash, sustained energy. Um, At underscore MJ Timmerman underscore Matt Timmerman, our sole out-of-the-country participant. um, That's right. The Aussie. The Aussie. The Aussie. Him and his, uh, what's that shit called? The uh, Vegemite? (laughs) What is that? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. You nailed it, but dude, I won't touch that thing. What is it? I don't even know. I don't even know. But I'm pretty sure the only people on planet Earth who actually like it are from Australia. And from what I understand, it's not it's not good. Or it's if you and yeah, I people in Australia love it. Yeah. They love it. They use that as like how like we use like corn peanut beef, butter. Right? Oh, really? Yeah. Oh god. Yeah. Uh, I need to look into this a little more. Um he's kind of the same the same uh time frame as you. It, it, let me get back to him. It was always pretty cool because um, just the way to see how other countries view food. Um, you know, Italians, they, they do a little more siestas and they eat a lot of uh, tapas. Uh, or the Spaniards eat some tapas. Um, it's more pronounced tapas. Tapas. <laughs> um, there's a social experiment. You know, our food was, a, you know, a, definitely a, a social gathering. And... Uh, America, we we kind of we kind of have our own little twist on food, but uh, uh, it was so it was cool. He he would chime in a lot, and uh, obviously the time the time difference made a, a huge impact. He was and, always bummed because the group chat would be lit for U.S. citizens, and then when it was his time to shine, uh, everyone was asleep. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but he would definitely like, chime hello? in. Hello, is anyone out there? Yeah. <laughs> anyone awake? Shut the fuck up, bro! I'm going to sleep. Uh, <laughs> JK, dude, we love you. Uh, I think maybe as far as barbecue, Australians and uh, United States, there's very there's a lot of similarities. Is so, there? Yeah. I actually know nothing about the Australian barbecue. Yeah, um, there's it's pretty much the same. There's a lot of great competitions going on there. Um, uh, some good teams come out of there. Some good follows. Um, Matt Timmerman noticed a same the same about the same time as you, but 3 p.m. no crash, and was able to stay up later without feeling fatigued the next day. Um, I did feel this. Um, I, I was, I woke up a little earlier and went to bed a little later. Uh, I didn't feel that big surge of energy. Um, uh, workouts were a little bit different. Um, but there's 
a constant flow. Uh, at Lisa the Halo Gorilla, Griller, um, Lisa Pedia, as we called her, she actually mentioned that she had a better night's sleep. Um, I do. I slept like a fucking rock through the entire experiment, and I and I'm normally somebody who uh, tosses and turns for a while, and man, I would I would hit the pillow. And are you gonna chalk this up as a win for the carnivore diet, or are you gonna sure. say for sure? I wonder if you just that that steady flow of energy just allows you to be a little more gassed or like your body's like, okay, it's time to shut down. And yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure what to chalk it up for, but I just know that, you know, through, through that entire experiment, like very little tossing and turning. And, you know, aside from like the midnight pee sesh, <laughs> uh, I'd be out, dude. And I'd stay out. I wish I could, I could come forth on this, but, uh, Coda is like a twice a night, like wake up and has to go pee. Like the, the dude's the real, the real king of the household. Yeah. <laughs> Dog. Don't you know I'm on the diet, bud? I need my, don't you know I got to go to work in the morning? <laughs> yeah. And he's like, I'm going to wake you up. To, yeah. so, so I can get sounds, a, sounds great, dad. So I can wake get a up. glass of water. <laughs> dude. Um, um, here, here's my question to you though. Oh, shit. Question for you. All right. Hey, I'm going to take a drink. Uh, all right. Ranch water. Mm. Damn, <laughs> this podcast has been sponsored by Ranch Water. Um, what were the what were some of the foods that you missed? Oh, definitely avocado. Um, That's so funny. It's the same for me. And I miss avocado. Yeah, for, bad. Oh, dude, bad. Yeah, like, it was good. I'd have an avocado every single day until we started this carnivore diet. Um, and the weird part was, and I I, I said this on the group chat is I think the day before. Or the day of the Girl Scout cookies came to my door. <laughs> I got, we started. You can chalk that up as another challenge because Girl Scout season was in full and fat. Oh, it was. When, yeah. When and you're going to the grocery store to do your food run and they were there and they're, they're looking stacked of a table of, you can't even see over the table, these little girls, but they got so many cookies and it's yeah. like, your heart goes out to them. Yeah. It's all good for a good. Would you like to buy some? No, leave me alone. No, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm on a damn diet. <laughs> Um, do you have any meat flavored? Yeah. <laughs> you got any brisket? Yeah. Here's some tri-tip cookies. They're going to be really good. Um, so actually Lisa recommended that I stick them in the freezer. So the whole time wow. during the diet, they're just sitting in the Protein. back of my mind. Yeah. Freezer. And, uh, believe best believe after the diet, Oof. they you those, hammered down. Oh yeah. You. Yeah. Hammer. Yeah. Those were gone. That's it, awesome. Dude. It was kind of like the, it was like kind of like the, uh, the goal at the end for me actually. Um, uh, other foods, um, Nilla wafers, they were kind of in the back of my head. Interesting. Yeah. It's random. That enriched nastiness. Just, yeah. I don't I, I can pound those. I can destroy whole boxes. My, uh, my mom used to make a vanilla wafer banana pudding. Thing. Oh, those are good. <sighs> Bro. So good. It's not it's even so my... funny because it's like nothing of it is homemade. I know. <laughs> it's all coming from packaged, yeah. you know, bullshit. You know, it's like fucking pudding, vanilla pudding, vanilla wafers, and bananas. And you all know? you are is just like a, a condiment layer. Of... But the texture. I'm, a, oh, I'm yeah. a big texture eater. Dude, the texture is like. That crunch and that smoothness. Oh, yeah. Get some. Yeah, yeah, that stuff sounds good. Yeah. It's not, and vanilla wafers not even my favorite. I don't know why. There's just that. That's that dryness I was looking forward to. Um, yeah, mine was avocado and sweet potato, like at the forefront of missing everything. I'm, I'm a hundred percent a sugar addict for sure. Um, and I was definitely 
getting some gnarly sweet tooth um, withdrawals uh, towards the end. Like oh. I said in the beginning, like I felt like I was going to get hit with all the withdrawals right in the forefront. None of that happened until Opposite. like the seven to ten days. Yeah, I, I can. Know, I can we stop. Definitely say that too. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I wasn't craving any veggies. Uh, I was doing good. Yeah. Um, another good. Uh, being different. Um, it was always kind of fun and and to go to somewhere, and or someone at work would be like, uh, they'd find out that you're doing this diet and they wanted to ask you about it. Um, I, and I think the cool part too is when you get um, someone who's against it uh, talking to you about it, or they like think you're the weirdest POS. Um, but <laughs> it, it did inspire, and uh, it's still like even people at work today they still ask me about it, and um, they want to do it. So yeah, and we I, talked about that. Yeah, whether like people would look at you and be like, "What the fuck are you doing?" Yeah, like why would you do that? Yeah. Meanwhile, they're throwing down a bag of Doritos. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or they're, they're scarfing down the McDonald's meal. Yeah. And yeah. I told you about this. Like, I would go shop and I would go, well, during, and, and again, I felt bad, but I would be like judging people of what's in their shopping cart. You know what I mean? And, you know, I'd run into the grocery store and I'd be coming out there with like, you know, a full arm's worth or, you know, a full uh, shopping cart full of meat you know, for the week. Um, but then I'd be looking around while I'm walking out there and it's like all oh, this processed food and all this garbage, fake food and people's, um, shopping carts. And I, and I, and, you know, judging, but at the same time I felt bad because these people are, um, you know, either they've given up or they, um, are just so addicted to those things that, that make those foods so, so good, so tasty. Um, and, or they just don't know any better. Well, I think um, as many people as there are that are educated or, or they're trying to make a difference in their in their in the uh, their diet, like you said, if you go to the grocery store and you're you're doing your thing, most of everyone's cart is carbs and sugar. Yeah, that's it. Every aisle is carbs and sugar. Yeah, it's there's a, obviously a trend and and uh, man. Um, you would you kind of think that maybe well you, uh, I think locally you see more uh, uh, stores taking taking uh, advantage of the, the trendy diets and mm-hmm. they do offer uh, uh, options but uh, king of carbs and sugar are king still um, I don't I think it's going yeah. away anytime when soon. I when I first started we talked about this earlier when I first started uh, Atkins back in the day um, I felt like. It was almost like online dating. Like you didn't want to tell anybody, you know, and it was like not readily available whatsoever. Um, but now I feel like, uh, in my opinion, the whole low carb lifestyle thing um, is definitely way, way, way more accessible these days. I think, well, I, I'm actually glad we're doing this podcast too, because I think in the beginning of the challenge, it was, it was kind of hard to, to answer questions. Like I said, there's not a lot of information out in this diet. It's very skewed. It's very frowned upon. Uh, but I was happy to talk about it. I'm still happy to talk about it. Um, what I know now allows me to, to allows us to do this podcast. Uh, so um, change for the better in my book. Uh, let's go back to being satiated. Ranch water. <laughs> I have such a for a guy who who chose to do a podcast. I stumble on words so <laughs> it's okay. many. But you know what? 
You know what people love about good podcasts is that it's it's real. No, I I, I remember remember in class or oh, you're a teacher, you're good. Yeah. Is uh the the syllable thing like say she ate <laughs> like that's me. <laughs> I gotta slow it down in my brain. Oh my god. Um, you're so the guy has to like spell things out in the air before you. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, I I need to say it, write it. Can I get the origin? Yes. Can you lose that? Can you use that in a sentence, <laughs> yeah. please? Um. Satiated. You feel the same way before and after you eat. Uh, yeah, man, that was that was one of the big hitters for me with this diet. Was that, um, and again, I only did intermittent fasting for the first two weeks. After that, I was doing my fat boy coffees, having a regular, you know, lunch, dinner. Um, but the satiation that I was experiencing, I can't. I can't put that with anything else. You it, know what I mean? How I would you describe it? It's you, there's no hunger. There's well, no, no like, fullness. You know, the the biggest thing that people need to understand is satiated is feeling content, not full. Okay, when you're full, that means you've gone overboard. You know, then you start feeling kind of sick, and you're like, don't want to do anything. And then that two o'clock hits, and you're like, okay, nap time. When you're doing this kind of a diet the satiation like really takes takes over and you just feel good. You know what I mean? Like you, you eat, you're not bloated. At least I wasn't feeling bloated. Um, I feel my stomach. I'm like, okay, it's like still like pretty flat. Like I don't have that like, you know, I don't have that big old bulge that I would normally have like after eating, you know, the previous diet that I was doing where it was like a lot, a lot more vegetables and then, um, you know, probably moderate amount of protein. So I think – what it meant to me was there's no hunger, there's no fullness when you eat. Even a big ribeye, it was, you felt the same way before and after. Yeah. But you're not, it's weird, you, you don't feel the need to eat even as much as I love a ribeye. There's no need for me to eat another one. Yeah. It was perfectly fine. I think you begin to use your body. You're listening to your body. Yeah, so, we talked about that so, earlier. So, like, yeah. Dude, you, you, if you just listen to your body... And you're like, I'm not hungry right now. But you could I just ate a ribeye or I just ate two pork chops or But whatever. you could feel that the fuel was gonna diminish or you felt like you could you were eating to fuel yourself. Yes. Yes. Oh. Yeah. You felt fueled, not full. There you go. Perfect. Dude, put that on a fucking shirt. Let's do it. Yeah. Let's get satiated. <laughs> yeah. Maybe not that word because you're having such a hard time with it, but you know. That's not even the alcohol. That's just me. <laughs> um hey. Speaking of alcohol, mm. sobriety. Cheers. 34 days sober. <laughs> yeah, dude. It's pretty crazy. You were... Uh, when I told people, like, oh, I'm doing this carnivore diet, they're like, oh, that's kind of crazy. All right, cool. But but you're still drinking, right? I was like, no, 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 negative. So yeah, I didn't have any beer, uh, nothing. No alcohol, no grains, nothing. I literally was just eating meat and eggs and then the occasional pork rinds or cheese. But then, like I said earlier, I, I scratched uh, cheese from the lineup pretty yeah. early on. And as much as I like to, um, no, uh, this is going to sound like alcoholic, but as much as I like to drink, there was no craving to drink or I just felt. Yeah. I felt that was the, that yeah. was the uh, there was no need to feel like come off work and pop yeah, a, a yeah. cold. Well, again, I've never been that guy. Yeah, I've never sure. been the week during the week during the work day drinker ever in my entire life. Um, I'm always, I'm always the guy that like, if there's something going on on a Saturday, I'll drink up 
the entire week's worth on a Saturday, yeah. but I'm never the guy to like come home. Oh, I kick the boots off, pop a top and, you know, kick my feet up. I would, ne- I'm not, I'm not that guy. I'm not that guy at all. Um, but I'm the weekend drinker, you know, I'm that weekend warrior. Um, but none of those, unless I was in a certain situation where like Super Bowl, for example, where, you know, my father-in-law's crushing Coors Light or whatever, and everyone's having mimosas or whatever it is. Um, those were the times where it was like, ah, oh, this, like, I really wish I could pop. But even for me, putting the same situation on that diet, there's a certain discipline or mindset where you don't feel like you left out. But if I was on a regular diet yeah. or regular and I, I couldn't drink because I had to drive or uh, whatever the case may be, I'd feel left out. I feel like maybe I lost uh, lost opportunity to drink or something. I mean. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, I, but again, for the most part, I never, unless I was in a, a, a situation, again, like Super Bowl, and Super Bowl was probably the really only, like, the true instance where I felt like I could be potentially missing out on something. You went skiing with your dad, too, though, right? Well, that, that's right, yeah, and, and I mean, again, being on top of a mountain during the day, snowboarding, what's great? Yeah, Those lodges are cool, dude. Yeah, yeah, having a cold one on oh. top of a mountain is pretty sweet. Um, but again, you know, with my dad, my dad's not a huge drinker anymore either. So like, even with that, I wasn't like feeling, um, feeling like I was missing out on anything. Oh, you mean you didn't have a flask in your, in your cool cool jacket (laughs) and you're just sipping on some whiskey to stay warm? Yeah. I wish. Right. Shout out. Uh, Cool. Shout out. Cool. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, for the most part, like, you know, booze wasn't, and I, and for sure I thought I would like sugar. I thought booze would be a, a big a big hitter towards the towards the front end, and it actually was never really a, a thing. I think the mindset you you take into this diet, and then the actual feeling of food, really propels you not to have any cravings. Yeah, um, and shout out to the group, dude, because the group, like everyone, for the most part, holding each other accountable. Oh yeah, and, and people were actually kind of like, uh, like damn, like I'm going out, uh, or I'm home. Uh, I want to eat something in it. They just, they text it to, to vent it out. Yeah. Yeah, for it, sure. Cool. I, we were all, we were all each other's therapists. <laughs> yeah, no, it was cool. And we all understood what each other was going yeah, through. Yeah. And, and everyone uh, was going through the exact same, whatever it was. Uh, I just remember, you know, I keep mentioning Super Bowl weekend, but like Super Bowl weekend was like, everyone's like, yeah. And that was right out the gate, the gate, the first week. Yeah. It right? was a big, big ch- uh, yeah. challenge. Yeah. That was like the first one, and then after that was Valentine's Day, right? Yeah, yeah. but that's cool. Valentine's re- re- Day is not like a huge, uh, not a. It's not like St. Patty's Day where it's no. like drinking, drinking. You know, you can get away with the ribeye and water. Yeah. Uh, actually, next thing we're talking about is the support group. Um, uh, I believe a diet like this is is the best best done with a support group, um, and that doesn't have to be a group like we did. It could be uh, your buddy. Um, but I do think that either having someone at the household who's doing it or uh, a coworker, um, you know, it really helps. Um, if you're on an Island, this can, it can get kind of, kind of hazy. Yeah. Uh, so we had, a, well, there's nobody holding you accountable. You yeah. know? So it's like, oh, well, fuck it. Who, who's going to call me out? Who's going to hold me accountable? Um, it's just, it's just, even if it was just you and me, you know what I mean? We would have held each other accountable. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the more the merrier in, in types of situations like this. And I think uh, people that have uh, large families and um, um, I think um, at Unbound Wanderer, she, she made a mention very in the very beginning um, how hard it was going to be for her to cook 
a diet um a carnivore diet and and feed uh her kids you know and she was looking for options not to uh to kind of to mitigate that so um you know it, there's a challenge and like i said if if uh someone on the household is is on board with you it makes it easier because you're they understand what you're going through and and you can cook the same way you don't have to make three separate meals uh that's where the time can come that time benefit from the doing the diet can really uh take take longer because you're now you're making a meal for yourself and then you're making a uh tuna casserole or yeah. some Stouffer's uh <laughs> cardboard that vanilla banana pudding yeah so uh, um there's definitely uh yeah. plus and minuses and it was nice because dana my wife was didn't do carnivore with me uh but she said you know what? i'm gonna do keto and she's been reaping some great rewards from just doing that for I think three weeks now um so uh it was even though she wasn't doing directly carnivore with me she was doing something similar uh and so even with that it was kind of nice to uh, especially when i'm cooking for two on sundays um it was kind of nice to keep things uh relatively close to you have any co-workers doing uh any keto What's that? yeah did you have any co-workers doing the ketogenic diet or um or? no not really i've got a couple people who try things here and there but um, were yeah. they more interested in or supportive or, uh, yeah, no, uh, a lot of people were super interested, like with every, like everybody. I mean, you know, like, um, I felt like when we first threw that out on Instagram, Instagram kind of blew up a little bit with it. Um, uh, but you know, for the most part, people have been like, wow, like I can't wait to, you know, I've been trying to plug this, this long awaited episode of your podcast, uh, because you know, I want people to, th- those people who had those questions or those people who were doubters or supporters or whatever, um, you know, th- they get a chance to kind of hear uh, what happened um, and what went down firsthand. I think for me, um, look, I-, I love answering questions about it, but I don't want anyone to take my advice. Like, you need to do this for your own reason. Yeah. I'm not going to tell anyone to do this. Do, do whatever makes you feel right. Yeah. But I did feel uh, a certain amount of questions over a period of days and then it got to a point where it's like, like you just need to try this. You're asking all the right questions, mm-hmm. but I can't explain it in a way that's going to allow to make your own opinion. But if you do this, I guarantee within one week, you're going to understand if you want to do it or you don't totally keep going. Totally. So, um, like I said, ask all the questions you want. I'll do the best I can answer. But at the end of the day, you're gonna have to do this for yourself and make up your own mind. Cause that's why I did it. Yeah. Hey, I'm my, I'm my own opinion. We have our own experience from this. Let's go. Yeah. That's a good lead into the questions. You want to get questions? Um, which kind of questions? Don't we have uh, user questions? Oh uh, yeah, but I, get, I still we we gotta go bad. You want to go to the bad? Oh yeah, let's go bad. All right, bad. I jumped the gun. Uh, the bad mental preparation. We talked about that. Uh, you automatically thinking about the foods you're gonna miss, and you start second guessing yourself. Did you know what we haven't talked about? What happened? And we thought that it was gonna be like the forefront of this conversation. What's that? Poops. Oh, <laughs> that's the ugly. Oh, that's the ugly. Okay. We're, You're going to have to hang on for that one. Stick around. Um, uh, you could feel like you're missing out, especially Super Bowl uh, uh, social events. Yeah. Um, you're kind of like the odd guy picking the cheese off the, uh, or picking, picking the cracker off the, uh, yeah. the hors d'oeuvre. Yeah. It's like, a, like when you, like, for example, like in and out, like I'll take a protein style. Well, it's like, actually, I'll just take a Flying Dutchman. If you don't know what a Flying Dutchman is, 
Look it up. It's good. But actually, In and Out's one of the places that they don't look at you weird when you order that. Yeah. It's very. Uh, yeah, they're just like, okay, sounds good. Great. If you try to go anywhere else, they kind of like look at you weird. Mm-hmm. And they're like, so you want a bun? I don't know how many times this happened. I won't say that the place's name, but it's like, do you want a bun? I was like, no, I just the meat and cheese. Lettuce wrapped. <laughs> no. Dude, you should call them out. No. Who, who are they? No. Oh, it's, come it's on. It's a big chain. What? It's a big chain. Oh, it's. It's just, it's yeah, the just, lawyers are going to be coming after you. I know. Uh, Don't want that. I got a lawyer up here. <laughs> um, uh, there's a social aspect, obviously. Um, gatherings. Um, even going out to dinner, taking the missus out. We went to uh, uh, a fish house. And it was just kind of like breaking down to the waitress what I needed. You know, yeah, being fish. like that really high maintenance like Starbucks order. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it feels like a little three weird. quarters pump of you know, and you're kind of like when they come up, you're kind of like uh, sizing them up. You're like, okay, how's this gonna go down? Yeah. Is she gonna roll her eyes? Is she gonna have to call a manager over? Or Dude, like, I'm gonna, I, I, for me, I just don't give a shit. You know what I mean? Like, but it's hard. It's like I hate like, to be. I want one patty of this with that on it, and that's it. No, I make I'm, it very cut. And dry. I'm telling them to take their house special and bust it down, and like the sauce is what makes it famous, or the side of what makes it famous. And be like, like, it's not because I don't want to eat it. I'm just doing a certain diet. Dude, I, I went to a, a hole in the wall diner in Asperia, California, and if you don't know where that is, you're probably doing something right. <laughs> just kidding, that's where my wife's from. But anyway, uh, I went to a hole in the wall diner, uh, and. I did exactly what you were talking about. I did, uh, I made a complete, you know, high maintenance order where it was uh, take away the bun, take away the lettuce, take away the tomato, take away the onion, take away the pickle, take away everything except the meat. And in this case, I did have some cheese. Um, So I just had... And I actually, you know, oh, can you take the lettuce off and then could you just add bacon? And people are like, the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, so I'll just do bacon, cheese, and meat if, uh, if I can do that. And, and that's what, and I'd be like, oh, hold fries. And, uh, and that would be my order. And, and, and I mean, I feel like in this day and age, it's okay. You know what I mean? Like, like again, when I first did the Atkins, it was like online dating. It's like, you're doing what? Now it's like, oh, all right, doesn't want the bun, just wants meat and cheese. Okay, whatever. And everyone moves along. I think, like I said, some places are more, uh, especially if you, see, if you see they have diet options, uh, you see keto-friendly or you see low-carb, or you'll see uh, gluten-free items. Like, they, they, they understand maybe a little better than others. Yeah. Um, so it's still always fun to see um, how people are going to react. Yeah. Well, I mean, you, you said that some people are like, what the fuck are you doing? And then some people are like, oh, that sounds pretty cool. Yeah. 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 And then they kind of ask like, why are you doing this? Yeah. You got a minute? Cause I could tell yeah. you. <laughs> Sit down, son. Sit down. <laughs> Let me tell you about this, this lifestyle. <laughs> um, hey, guess what? Another bad or I guess good. Um, you can live without sides and condiments. Uh, yeah. Uh, I would say... Shit got a little boring towards the end mm-hmm. where you're like, dude, this would be great if I could throw some barbecue sauce on this right now. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, thank God we had reload in our lives. Yeah. Um, yeah. Reload. And I mean, 
Pink Himalayan Salt Gang. Uh, oh yeah, because we were salting everything. Yeah, and we def- kind of we kind of brushed by that earlier. Oh but, shit! You know, when I was doing intermittent fasting and carnivore diet, I made it nine days, and then I crashed and burned hard because I was not paying attention to my electrolytes, my sodium levels. But you were doing solid those whole nine days. Nothing really changed. Nothing changed. You had Dude, a great I dropped routine. Like seven pounds in, I don't even know, like literally eight nine days. Um, and tell me about that weekend. Let's go over that weekend. Yeah, that weekend. So um, everything was going great. Uh, I was feeling good. Energy levels were spot on. Uh, super stoked on the experiment and everything. Uh, and then uh, I just hit rock bottom where I just, I could barely get out of bed. My head was just pounding. Like the worst hangover, like 21 shots of Cuervo, you know, kind of a hangover. Um, and my energy levels were obviously just tanked. Um, at first I was like, Oh, did I get the keto flu? Cause that's kind of like, I started researching some shit and talking to some people about it and it just wasn't adding up. And then, you know, slowly but surely through again, talking to people and researching, um, it just, it really sounded like I wasn't paying attention to my sodium, wasn't paying attention to my electrolytes, like nothing. And then when I look back on it, I'm like, Oh shit. I wasn't salting anything. I wasn't doing anything aside from like, and again, I was intermittent fasting, so I wasn't doing my fat boy coffees. Um, I was just literally breaking my fast at 1130, eating ground beef and, uh, and my scrambled eggs. Um, I was doing a little pink Himalayan salt, you know, but I wasn't going crazy. And this is my bad because um, my boy, Steve. Yeah, good follow. Um, he... He was like, dude, salt everything in the beginning. Even if you think it's too much salt, salt. Just keep salting. Um, and I didn't take his advice. Um, not was not like I was not trying to. It just kind of slipped through the cracks where I was feeling good. And I'm like, eh, whatever. You know, it's fine. Sure, is, sure enough, you know, I, I crashed and burned pretty hard. And so after that, I, I scratched the, the IF just did the fat boy coffees and then the meal and then the meal and then, then that was it. Um, which, and then I got back to my, my regular self. Uh, but my biggest, um, my biggest, my biggest obstacle or, you know, bone to pick with carnivore diet. Uh, it's not the diet itself. It's just that it's for, for me, it was so hard to stay on top of my electrolytes um, and trying to balancing the, you know, the, for me, the, the ever going salt battle where if I didn't have enough, I felt hungover. If I had too much, I felt bloated. Um, and just finding that happy medium. And for the most part, I, I was able to find that happy medium, but there was some occasions during the, uh, during, during the whole thing where I was just like, I, I couldn't win. You know what I mean? I felt like I couldn't win where. I was either bloated or I was, you know, had a major, major headache. Yeah, no, let's talk about that. Um, a big, and we kind of brushed over, we didn't even actually talk about it that much, is training yourself to say that fat is what you need. Yeah. Um, typically, you're like, oh, uh, when you get into this diet, you're like, well, maybe just more fish and, and, and chicken. Hey, that's great. But you have to intake that fat. That mm-hmm. fat's what's going to keep you going and feeling good. Same with electrolytes. And you're like, well, I'll just drink water. No, no, it's not water. It's yeah. electrolytes. And, and again, I was pounding water. Yeah. Dude. Pounding. I was it's, almost drinking a gallon a day 
almost. Uh, and so I, and again, like you just said, like, oh, I'll just drink water. I'll just pound water and I'll be fine. No, that's actually, if you think about it, you're actually flushing. losing yeah. and you're flushing all that stuff out that you need. And I wasn't replenishing it. I was doing intermittent fasting. I was doing the carnivore diet and I wasn't slowing down on my, my workouts at all. Um, you know, rucking three to four times a week, hitting kettlebell workouts. I was crushing it. Um, and that's probably why I, I was hit with that, uh, that immediate heavy weight loss, like right out of the gates. Um, but yeah, I got burnt in the end. Yeah. Um, it's bad. And it, it, it could, it's, you can feel your body start to slip and then you, but you can intake the, the fat and the electrolytes and you can get back on track. But once you're in it, you, you're suffering and it's bad. Like you said, it, it's like a nasty hangover, uh, with the electrolytes, sodium, magnesium, potassium. Uh, we were actually, um, we actually got sampled from, um, uh, drink element at drink element, element, uh, L M N T. So good. Uh, about a thousand milligrams of sodium. Um, and it was, the way to go. Um, but again, we, we thought, oh, one pack, it will be good to go. That's actually, it's, again, a supplement. It is supposed to supplement your already existing, hopefully, you know, uh, those minerals that you just mentioned. Uh, it's supposed to supplement that. That one packet wasn't enough. And I think I was doing that, but I thought I was in the clear and you know, it's to supplement. That. Yeah, you still need more. Um, some sites suggest maybe about 5,000 milligrams of sodium, which is a lot. Yeah. Um, this is one of the things that goes against carnivore diet, but uh, that's, I can't speak on that. That's not my, I don't have that, that type of uh, knowledge. But um, definitely, I use the, the element packet, 1,000 milligrams to start, and then you can kind of base, like you said, there's, there's a certain dance you got to do with feeling bloated and not feeling dehydrated. Uh, I think every day to day, uh, day to day different, uh, had a different, uh, task, but I was kind of floating around 2000, uh, milligrams of sodium a day where I could feel good. I felt myself in the morning of having to drink the element right away. Cause I could feel a, a headache come on just because of, uh, I was eating my, my second or third meal probably about f four or 5 PM. And that was it. So I was going a long time of not consuming anything. Um, I would, sip on uh, beef broth which we come to find out was very uh key into feeling good and it's uh, extremely delicious it's just warmed up in a coffee mug it's like yeah. it's like christmas day and and that was and and again throughout this experience there's so many things where um you know where i was like uh, i don't know if i would continue doing that or in this case when you say like bone broth beef broth where it's like okay after this is done I'm hanging on to this guy. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. So like, the, again, this this experience was so great because you got to experience things like that, and you're like, wow. Like, when we were doing our regular diets, were we doing beef broth? No. Mm -hmm. But after this, we were like, oh, okay, this thing really worked out, and like it was tasty. It was you know replenishing me and refueling me. I'm gonna hang on to that moving forward. And a serving of that beef broth has uh, 800 milligrams of sodium. Mm -hmm. um, so. Uh, and so tasty. Yeah, it is good. Warmed up. And, oh, man. Yeah. Um, it's kind of one of those things that, like you said, you just keep, in, keep on the ready. And if you start to feel a little little out, just take a little bit and you're going to feel good. Yeah. Um, that's definitely uh, 
Definitely bad. You actually wanted to quit. You wanted to tap out. You were you were hurting so bad. You were ready to give in that first. I would one. never have quit, but um, yeah, I was hurting bad, dude. I was hurting bad, but uh, I was glad I was able to um, get through it um, with the good support system that I had. Um, but yeah, dude, when I got hit hard that first initial time, brutal, absolutely brutal. Like literally, I'm not trying to over exaggerate. It's like the worst hangover I ever had in my life. Yeah, you sounded, even talking to you, you sounded bad. Yeah. Um, all right. At Cooking with Swiss, uh, Cooking with Swiss, Swissy. he mentions uh, the questions and the scrutiny. Um, yeah. Uh, it could be good and bad. And like I said, you answer, you're, you, uh, you have to be prepared to answer both sides, uh, which is fine. And so it's important you have some knowledge. But like I said, the information out there is, is uh, it's limited. Yeah, it's, it's funny because when you would say like, oh, I'm just only eating meat and eggs and people like a lot of people, again, not going to name names, but like they could be pretty uneducated with what they're talking about as far as nutrition goes. And their immediate response would be, oh, that doesn't sound healthy. Yeah. Why not? Well, okay. But your pasta and your Doritos and your ice cream and your donuts and your whatever. That yeah, does? that's what you and I both said like uh, – 30 days like is this is this right is this right for us are we doing the right thing and it's like well our diet we've been doing for the past seven years and versus a 30-day window of this this carnivore diet like what what's to compare this this is hands down a a, a good experiment for us to do yeah. um, especially like you said someone can eat uh, a large big or big mac large fry and a large coke every day and everyone's like oh yeah. that's Just- fine Regular day. Regular day, hey. Yeah. Um, and like I said, uh, before that, they'll have a donut. And yeah. uh, here you are eating maybe two meals a day, feeling great, looking mm-hmm. great, and you are possessed. Yeah. You know, here. Yeah. But, uh, but people freak the fuck out because you're eating fat and you're eating protein. Yeah. But you're feeling great. Um, Crazy world of living, folks. Another bad for us, uh, we talked about it already, uh, just was organ meat. Oh, um, you know what? Step back. Um, I did. I, I went heavy on the red meat to begin with, and mm-hmm. then I wanted to change it up, so I went more chicken. Like I said, I knew I needed the fat, so that's why I opted for the fattier cuts of meat. Yeah. Uh, the ribeye, the chuck. Uh, you want that fat, but then I, I kind of wanted to mix it up, and I went with the chicken and the fish. Um, but I, I after that, I supplemented the beef tallow from ancestral, um, just because I wanted to keep that fat content yeah. up, and it was yeah. it was a way for me to get fuel. I actually uh, never did chicken this entire experiment. That's crazy. Never did chicken because I wanted, like you said, I wanted fatty yeah. foods. And I know chicken, turkey, all those. Very lean. Know, never did any of those because they're typically pretty lean cuts yeah. of meat. Lean cuts of meat. And you can find yourself, you're like, I'm eating meat, and, yeah. but I feel shitty. Well, you need that fat. You know? And then I and then I took the role on, you know, the canned meat assassin, you know, the canned meat slayer. Dude. Oh, the sardines. The sardines, oh, the oysters. Uh canned tuna and olive oil dude i love that shit those are big blowing people's minds every time i put something on the gram people would be like what the fuck because when you eat sardines you eat the the bones and everything oh yeah 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 and and to uh uh dr saladino yeah saladino he um he talked about that in one of his podcasts that i was listening to before we started He's talking about sardines and like eating the bones. Cause he eats eggshells. Yeah. I, I never went that far yeah. to get the calcium. I never went that far. 
Um, but if like when I was, you know, I made eggs almost every single week, um, either for myself or for my, for my wife. And if, you know, a couple eggshells made its way into my big bowl of scrambled eggs, I'd be like, eh, calcium. Yeah. No, I'm like, eh, it'll be all right. That's great. Um, but uh, I didn't purposely throw some in, throw some in. I thought trying to mix it up. Yeah. A little crunch. But yeah, the, he, he talks about the sardine bones, like they're easy there, it's not like any other kind of fishbone where yeah. you're like you could run the risk of kind of da- you know hurting yourself. Um, but it's super easy to get down, super easy to digest, and um, the calcium in those bones are like priceless. You do the kippers too? No, I never did those. Hmm. Um, Saladino, uh, Carnivore MD, dropped a book, Carnivore Code. Uh, he also in- likes to incorporate in his one of his famous sayings or one of his uh, sayings and a carnivore saying is, is nose to tail. Yeah. Um, obviously meat's going to give you uh, a good amount of nutrients, but obviously the liver, the heart, the pancreas that could all be found in the ancestral uh, organ supplement. We take it. Like Spencer said, there's some things that we're taking from this diet. I dropped my, my, my name brand multivitamin and I'm staying on board with this one. Um, I find it to be very beneficial doing the research about on it. I'm pissed off that I haven't done this earlier. I wish you would have, uh, showed this to me this a little earlier and I would have took note of it. There's a lot of benefits, uh, that I believe are coming from this organ meat. And it's, uh, um, unfortunately it's not something I, I, I can consume happily. So, um, <laughs> but like you said, uh, there's a great supplement, the next, the next best step, the next best step for me to get that. Um, and I have seen some benefits. So we'll talk about that, uh, a little bit later. Um, any more bad? No, I think we should move on to ugly, ugly. Okay. Uh, dun, dun, dun. if you do not want to hear this, we're going to go into some potty talk now is yeah. not potty, but potty. Potty. Potty talk. It's, uh, we'll, we'll keep it all right. But if it's something you want to click off of, go ahead and... Uh, if you're uh, a person who can't talk about doozers, then uh, go ahead and uh, then, uh, slide on over to a little bit later. Yeah. Uh, but if you are, we're going to dive into this. All right, Spencer. Bathroom talk. Bathroom talk. Uh, so here's the thing. And this is the one thing that everyone wants to know. I don't know what... <laughs> What it is about this thing? And this is the hardest uh, part for me to plan so out. True. So true. I literally true. have on my notes the ugly, and it just says the bathroom. Yeah, the bathroom. B room. Uh, so it's funny because when I first threw out that I was going to start doing this, um, aside from the criticism, the first things that people said, they're like, oh, dude, you're going to shit your pants. Oh, dude, you're going to be like farting up a storm. On the contrary. <laughs> Uh, one, which was very interesting. Uh, I was rarely ever farting. Rarely. Um, no gas, not even burping either. Yeah. Unless I was hitting that topo gang. Yeah. You know, like nothing, nothing like that. Uh, and (laughs) I I went three days without dropping a doozer. Let's talk about the transition first. Let's go from... Do you remember day one, day two, when you made that first transition? Uh, you know, getting hit with the Rogans. Yeah. So yeah, got uh, hit there. Let's talk about the Rogans. Um, yeah. uh, Joe Rogan publicly came out and said that he had explosive uh, shits. And so that instead of us in the group explaining is that it became dubbed 
the Rogans. The Rogans. So yeah. when we said the Rogans, someone said they had the Rogans, and it was very candid uh, group chat. Someone's like, uh, "Hey, I tried some cheese, and I got hit with the Rogans, or yeah. or this, that, and the other." So. Yeah. Uh, um, I got hit with the Rogans when um, I got hit with that like severe dehydration. Yeah, that that happened. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, it sounded like everyone at some point in the game got hit with the Rogans. Um, but once things for me got kind of settled in, um, and again, everyone who's in this carnivore community talks about how great their shits are, never experienced that. I never experienced a good, satisfying doozer, and I want my money back. But we talked about this, and uh, I tried to bring it to your attention. Okay, uh, let me go back. My transition was wasn't pretty. Um, there's there is it's called a transition for a reason, uh, and your body is. I think your body kind of fights you, in, in wants of carbs and sugars once it finds out you're moving to a fat diet. Uh, you, you feel a little weird, and you just got to get over the hump. Um, uh, there is now when, when we say we have the Rogans, I, I wasn't ever panicked. There was, uh, I could tell my body was going to do something. I had time to, to do it. Um, and it's, it's very subtle. Um, it's not the prettiest thing, but it's very subtle. Uh, but if you think about it, the amount of food we ate still, uh, you're still eating, serving, serving a meat, you're still consuming food. It doesn't match what you're putting out. And then you talk about that. You want your money back because you wanted a solid, solid bathroom session. Yeah. But what is that? That is waste. Your body decided it did not need that. Mm-hmm. But the carnivore diet, you had very little waste. And sure. you went, like you, I went maybe you go once a day uh, to sometimes two to three times a day. Not constipated at all. This is with zero fiber. When we're told fiber is what we need yeah. to have a, a, a flowing uh, digestive system, uh, fiber helps heal the gut, I felt fine, aside from uh, painting the bathroom. Um, <laughs> you, feel, you feel fine. You feel fine. It's, yeah. it's a very natural process. There's no, uh, there was no, no panic whatsoever. Yeah. But it made me realize like my body was consuming and utilizing all the food that I digested 110% because it did not add up and it blew my mind and it still blows my mind. And I'm super motivated to to, to dive into this a little more research wise and and continue learning about this. Yeah, dude. Um, Again, everyone talks about the amazing doozers. I never got to experience that Um, at, at some point throughout the, uh, the experiment, I was, I think I went three days without a doozer, uh, which, hey, I mean, but this it, goes thing, back, though, it goes back to time management too. <laughs> time management. Yeah. If you're a minimalist, <laughs> this diet's for you. Um, no, but, but again, I never felt constipated. You know what I mean? Like you never felt that weird stomach issue that normally, you know, is paired with constip- uh, constipation. Um, never felt that, but. Yeah, I, it was it was just something that um, I had never really kind of experienced before. You know, and it's not, was relatively regular for the most part. Yeah, and there wasn't even like um, there wasn't even like a, a stall. It basically felt like okay, um, 
no stomach pain. There was, it was just felt like it's basically time to go. And, uh, you felt good. I, I felt good. Like, uh, it's, it's hard to explain. I know most of you are just kind of like, this doesn't sound real. It, you know what? You don't believe it. And obviously, uh, week one, you're definitely interested about what's going to happen. Uh, there was some panic, but, um, like Spencer, I, I never had anything regular during the whole time. Um, maybe if we did a 90 day, we could have a better, uh, uh, a better gauge of, of how we're affected that way. But, um, I am definitely on board with thinking that my body utilized all whatever I took in, um, being that the meat, uh, the nutrients were all more bioavailable for my body to, to, to burn into energy and, and, and nutrients and allow my body to function. Um, you would think it'd be a complete opposite. Um, but, uh, I am back on carbs. I am back on sugars. I do feel a certain way and I do feel like, um, I've changed my mentality about like Spencer would say a good deucer feels like, uh, there's, there's a lot of waste, um, uh, good or bad and different. Um, I do have an opinion about this, uh, now after this, uh, another kind of ugly for me is, um, it's kind of an interesting story, but about seven years ago, I did a marathon and, um, it was an awesome experience. Um, it was pretty fun, but as soon as I took my shoe off and my sock off, I had a toenail fall off for seven years. That toenail has never been the same. Somehow, some way this toenail is growing in just pretty now. Uh, weird. I've, it's never, it's always been kind of, uh, ugly shaped, and it had some like <laughs> deposit under it, but now it's, it's, uh, I can show it to you later, but, uh, oh, well, I can't wait for that. It's, uh, it's pretty awesome. Um, like I said, you have no, have you noticed anything else? Any ugly? Um, honestly, the, the whole, for me, it was really the, the bathroom talk, uh, for me. Other than that, you know, the constant need to always be checking in on um, on electrolytes and the lack of good deuces. That was really it. Uh, you know what? For, I forgot to mention, and we didn't talk about this. Obviously, with the red meat, uh, there is an increase in men for testosterone. Mm -hmm. I did feel this in the week two. You can probably ask my coworkers. They were probably happy that I got off this diet. But I did feel uh, not a rage, uh, not irritable more irritable but it just i felt like more isolated um and I, I was more matter of fact interesting um the testosterone i feel like is good and bad in that sense where uh the workouts were a little better um i don't know i and you do hear that people struggle with uh, this kind of diet with endurance um sometimes that's skewed you hear people quite opposite i think you can do that with any diet either uh plant-based or uh uh, little sh uh, low car uh, low carb they do ha you do have some people that that uh, swing both ways um, hey, hey but uh <laughs> uh yeah um uh, testosterone could be good and bad um i uh i think i mentioned this earlier uh with my workouts i felt way more powerful so um I'm, if anybody who follows me for any length of time I do pretty much everything, either body weight calisthenics or kettlebells. And I've got this 100-pound kettlebell beast 
that, you know, normally, you know, if I'm feeling brave, I'll try to do some like, you know, clean presses with, uh, but other than that, it's really just meant for swings and deadlifts. Um, and, uh, when I was doing this diet, I would be working out, you know, I would, you know, incorporate this hundred pound kettlebell in my workout and fuck, man, I felt like I could throw that thing through a goddamn wall. Really, truly, uh, which is typically not the case. You know, it's a hundred pound kettlebell. You know, it's it's a bit of a struggle. Minor flex. Minor flex on the kettlebell weight. But anyway, um, yeah, I just I just couldn't I couldn't get over the feeling of like me swinging the bell and feeling like I could do whatever. But I it was like a controlled rate. There was no spike of in your workout. Like I felt I, I know what you're talking about because you feel like. I wanted to keep working out and there was a definitely uh, self-motivated push. I, I, I almost felt like, oh man, it wasn't almost like a pre-workout rush. It was just more like a natural flow of energy where you just, man, I was ready to like take on Mount Everest or something. Yeah, I, I think the way I would describe it is like, I mean, we can all probably agree with this is like when you're in the middle of a workout, you're like, I can't wait till this is over. <laughs> When I was doing that, I'd be like, oh, we're good here. Yeah. We're good. Let's keep it going. Yeah, yeah for sure. Keep it going. Exactly. Do you, think, do you think maybe it was a boost of testosterone or it it just be. mental clarity be. and I just mean, feeling good? You know, we, we talked about the flagpoles. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Chalk that up as a testosterone boost. Uh, yes. Uh, Spencer and I and some of the other men will confirm there is yeah. there is a, flagpole. There is a flagpole difference. Uh, take it as what you want. But yeah. uh we don't have to touch up on that anymore. Well, well, <laughs> I, I just question. threw Paul through a, a curveball right now. He was like, oh, wow, I didn't know we were talking about that. Okay, here we well, go. Well, we can't really distinguish that in the ugly. Um, you can go uh, the good. I Definitely, guess. that was, like, yeah, it's not uh, ugly. Uh, anyways, um, so one more ugly, and then we'll get into some questions. I did, uh, I did ask if people were going, what their diet was going to be after we finished up. Mostly everyone was going to transition. It was a smart thing to do. I went ahead and went off the deep end and I jumped right into a normal diet I would have been in. Um, I knew it was going to be bad. And guess what? I was right. Yeah. It was terrible. Yeah. I felt like shit. My, I was so bloated. Uh, the bathroom was horrendous for two days. Um, I knew this was going to happen. I even drank alcohol. I, I basically went like I, I had like zero care. Never the done it. Yeah. 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 Um, and, and this was basically on me. I, I wanted to talk about this. Um, you tried to get me to do that. I'm like, get yeah, the because fuck out of here yeah. with that bullshit. <laughs> He's like, no, I'm gonna play it safe. And I was like, fuck, at least one of us is going to have to just go balls to the wall. Yeah. And, uh, I took it and it's, I'm gonna tell you, it's easier transition, transition into the, a diet, a carnivore diet or keto diet. Um, then it was for me definitely to go back to a carbon sugar diet. Your body pumps the brakes real fast. Uh, it was not fun. I, I, man, it was, I, once I did that, I ate back like I was in keto. Like I did like a minor keto to get myself back. Right. And then now I'm slowly incorporating uh, a little more, but I did want to do that. And, uh, it was, it was fun in the sense where I got to learn what the heck was going on. Yeah. Our boy, uh, our, uh, Marty. He, uh, oh. after, after his, um, uh, his experiment was over at mountain underscore or MTN underscore yeah. Marty. Yeah. yeah. Mountain Marty. Um, he hit up some tortillas, right? A flour thing. Yeah. Some flautas. And, uh, he was 
hurt. Yeah. He said he, said, he, yeah. said he felt like he was drunk, like a hungover. Yeah. Just from tortillas. Yeah, just from tortillas. It's pretty pretty yeah. crazy to think about. But yeah, uh, I think most people in our group um, were, I mean, just like everybody was like, okay, we're just going to just, after this is done, we're going to just slowly transition to like a keto-based uh, diet. Um, I, I would feel like 90, 90% of everyone, but you obviously being yeah. you decided to like, no, I'm just going to pretend like I never went off of carbs and just started drinking beer and all the carbs and all the starch. And oh, all the, I went to sugar. Are we yeah. at, oh, I went, I hit all the food groups yeah. and, uh, yeah. no discrimination, zero yeah. discrimination, zero fucks given. Mm-hmm. Um, right on. You ready to get into some questions? Let's do it. All right. Popular demand questions from the gram. <clears throat> Oh, yeah. This is always fun. Uh, at Lisa the Halo Griller. Um, she did great. Carney Army. She, Carney yeah, Army she was a, she's a great supporter. Um, she's a great follow. Uh, she actually, uh, hopefully, hopefully you don't get mad at me, Lisa, but she did um, uh, have uh, or has a heart issue. She still signed up for this. Uh, more power to you. Um, I'm glad you took the risk. Hopefully everything works out. Uh, hopefully you're feeling great. Um, she asks, will you do it again? hundred uh, percent. And, and I kind of mentioned this earlier, um, f- you know, for the most part of this entire experiment, I felt like it was a huge positive. And so, um, I like, you know, I said this earlier that I'm going to stick this in my back pocket. And when, uh, when inevitably, you know, we fall off the train, uh, I'm going to use this, uh, to get back on. Um, as a tool. Yeah, for sure. I, I'm in the same boat as you. Um, uh, do I believe a long term diet, uh, is, is beneficial? Yeah. But, uh, like Spencer, we like to barbecue, we like to drink, we like to have fun. Um, the flavors of life, the flavors of life. We <laughs> like to enjoy them. Um, would carnivore diet be cool to do for my entire life? Yeah. But there's, there's things that I'm going to miss. Yeah. Um, I, I do want to enjoy my life. Uh, unfortunately we're not guaranteed tomorrow. Um, so there's some things I, I still want to eat and do and grill. So, uh, but like I said, this is a learning experience. I've learned a lot. I learned more about my body. Uh, I, I definitely would do it again, uh, in a heartbeat. Uh, but until then I'm going to enjoy this Coors Latte <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, we're going to grub, we're going to grub hard after this, mm-hmm. um, at rich Mally zero three, uh, great follow. He's a hunter. Uh, but I believe in Massachusetts. I just followed him. He does some great cooks. Um, pretty envious of his cooks. Uh, check him out at Rich Malley 3 He wanted to know beef versus venison um, as far as the diet's concerned. Uh, obviously, he's talking about hunting meat. Mm-hmm. Um, hey, always, if you get the chance, that fresh meat, that, that hunted meat 100%. has got to be better. Yeah, 100%. Living off the uh, land. Venison. I would go venison over beef. Oh, yeah. Um, not to say one's shitty and one's not. I, I love them both. Uh, but, yeah, venison. Um, if you're, we're going to assume that you're getting it wild. Um, if you can get anything wild. Yeah. Uh, and that includes vegetables and fruit, you're going to be way better Dude, off. that'd be cool for us to do a wild game carnivore. Like, strictly on... If I had a game. better season, we, w- we could have. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh, let's go. Let's get some meat. Darkness, in the my old friend. Um, hey, our buddy at the Kitchen White Law, Jeremy, you know what he wants to ask. He asked me a few times. How many times? Well, why do you want to know this, Jeremy? <laughs> First of all, but we'll go ahead and ask it. How many times did you crap your pants? 
uh, three times. Not my pants, but like got hit with the rogues. Oh, are you serious? Yeah, I got hit three <laughs> times, bro. But here's the thing. I think two of them were because of dehydration. Yeah. Yeah. Rest in peace, Haynes. <laughs> I actually had to get a new toilet. No, oh. Just kidding. Just kidding. Uh, but no. Uh, yeah, dude, I got. But here's the thing. Uh, Fast forward again, this again. Again, having to like stay so on top of electrolytes and water intake and trying to find that happy medium. Uh, it was it was a challenge for me. And yeah, dude, I got hit a couple times, bro. <laughs> couple times uh uh chalk with that up to you white law um i got some pictures i'll send you yeah. don't worry about it <laughs> check your dm after this yeah. uh i no no uh articles of clothing were sacrificed in in my experiment so yeah. uh again never shit my actual pants jesus <laughs> take it how you want um at the kitchen white law ask again are you keep, keeping up with the diet uh what does the future hold um, yeah, so we touched on that already, yeah. right? We're going to hold this carnivore diet in the back pocket, but we're going to kind of switch into a more of a keto base. I think you're safe. We're not going to uh, we're not going to go down the carbivore diet like you. And, uh, the carbivore, yeah. The the bread diet. Although I will say, you can if you're not following the man, that dude throws down some serious cooks, and uh, I think the next time I have bread will probably be in the Smoky Mountains and it's going to be his bread. Yeah, he's throwing down some awesome bread. Him, him and Matt, uh, Matt Farbecue. Yeah. Uh, not Matt Farbecue, Matt Far, uh, Far. Yeah, his, he changed his name to Farbecue. Legally. I would actually, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be mad if he did that. I think sick. that would be a pretty, like, oh, hey, Mr. Farbecue. Yeah. Nice to Dude, meet you. Be, imagine if that was your name. Dude, like, you had no choice. Be you would have no choice. Your, yeah. your life path would have already been chosen. Yeah. They are, uh, if you didn't know, they are uh, Reload Road members, uh, ambassadors, Squaw. squad, um, great follows, uh, part of the uh, Reload Rub competition, cook team. Um, Jeremy dabbles in everything, though. Um, yeah. Great photographer, great cook. Matt, too. Throws uh, down. Both of them throw down. Uh, speaking of Reload, at Reload Rub, um, this podcast is officially sponsored by at Reload Rub. hey Um, um Great rubs to use while on a ketogenic diet, carnivore diet. Um, any flavor, use it, do it up. Go to reloadrub.com, fill up. Spencer's looking at me. <laughs> he, wants to, he wants to know what promo code I'm going to drop. Oh, um, code made, buttery works way on, better l- than the l- code that let he's me about to his give you. Just uh, Go fill up your, your cart. Uh, use either Spencer's promo code, use mine, uh, code of 10. Uh, Spencer's is like code buttery works way better. That's, just, that's all I heard. There that's you go. Um, anyways, Joel and Stacy want to know what's the first non meat food you're going to eat. Um, mine was, uh, I did have, uh, ribeye fajitas. Very good. Rice and beans, the tortilla. Uh, yeah, I dove right in. Does beer count? <laughs> Cause that was technically the first thing I took in, uh, that was, you know, not quote carnivore. Uh, but if we're talking about food, uh, I would say actually sweet potato fries was a food. Ooh, first thing. How'd that go? Delicious. How'd it go stomach wise? Fine. Oh, well, I will say, so, you know, I've been keeping it relatively meat based. Um, but you know, I've been incorporating a small amount of sweet potato and avocado. Hey, I'm avocado. Hey, an avocado. Um, <laughs> 
but uh, I would say, you know, if now if I think back on it, uh, there were a couple times where I was like, ah, you know, like little, not not like uh, bubble gut or anything, but just like kind of some sharp pains here and there. Um, but yeah, now I'm feeling I'm feeling really good right now. Yeah. Um, Reload Rub asked another question. Is Spencer going to drink Topo Chico after this? I think we all know the, the answer to that. Yeah, dude. Uh, Topo is the shit, man. And that's one of those things where it's like I wouldn't have probably ever gotten that if I wasn't on the carnivore diet. And now it's a complete game changer, dude. Yeah, that's you what know? this ranch water stuff is. <laughs> Fuck yeah, Topo tequila. Yeah. Pretty cool. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm all about the Topo. Absolutely. Topo gang. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They don't want to acknowledge me right now, but I think they're just trying to They will have no get. choice. Yeah. Um, at Cooking with Swiss, our buddy Chris, uh, who in the group would you trust to babysit Coda? Uh, all right. Obviously, Coda, the Husky. Um, probably you. Uh, you got a great sense of humor, Chris. Uh, Coda just loves hanging out. If you're back there grilling, he wants to be there. Uh, people always kind of want to know why he's grilling with Coda. Uh, Spencer kind of found out when he came over and you grill from, he just kind of wants to hang out and wants to be a guy, wants to yeah. just be a dude. And that's what I loved about it. And that's kind of when uh, I started this whole thing. That's where it kind of came from. Um, when I was inside, he, he wanted to just hang out. When I was outside, he wanted to hang out. And he, I, I started the barbecue and he wanted me to throw the ball. Uh, as soon as Spencer sit, sat, sat down at the house, we went outside. He just kind of brings his ball to Spencer. Like the dude is just a dude and just wants to chill out. He's for the boys. He's for the boys, just yeah. like Bubs over here. Yeah, Bubs. he's in his bed. Bubs is passed out on <laughs> his bed right now. He's he's a dude too. Yeah, he's for the boys. You haven't heard him all podcast. Um, let's see, roses underscore and underscore butterflies at roses and butterflies. How do you feel now? I feel great. Uh, obviously, I've I've, I've uh, incorporated some carbs and sugar, so it's been a battle to get back into that. Um, uh, but hey, uh, you kind of know what to expect. Uh, when you go carnivore for 30 days, 30 plus days, and you try to get back into it. But uh, overall, I feel great. Um, still still reaping the benefits. How about you, Spencer? Yeah, same thing. I mean, uh, I felt really good um, for the most part throughout the entire thing. And then now that um, we've incorporated some carbohydrates. And again, I feel like I'm not, doing, I'm not going too crazy with carbohydrates right now. I'm avocado, sweet potato. And I mean, that's kind of it yeah. as far as like any kind of food that would be considered higher carbohydrate. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, aside from those couple days when I first started to incorporate things where I was uh, experiencing a little bit of stomach pains, no shit my pants kind of things, but like just kind of pain. After that, you know, things have been good. I'm feeling really good right now. I would have to say that. It is weird going in the grocery store again um, and picking out carbs and, and sugar stuff because you're just kind of feeling like feeling someone's, guilty. yeah, you feel yeah. guilty as fuck. Yeah. And like someone's watching you or some like alarm is going to go off yeah. and you're kind of like placing the fats over the carbs <laughs> <laughs> like to hide it. Yeah. Um, well, I was telling you, you know, at the school I work at, um, you know, there that we serve, well, we serve our own food and we serve our own snacks at, uh, on campus. And, um, you know, three days out of the week, I, I work late, you know, I, I work after school and we serve an after school snack <clears throat> for the kids. <clears throat> and, uh, it was, uh, it was nothing bad. It was carrots and hummus. And I'm like, I was really hungry. It was the day that I started fasting and I 
go in. I'm like, uh, should I be doing this? <laughs> I'm like, it's carrots and hummus. Like, like you can't. I feel like you're. You know, it's pretty healthy on the scale uh, of things you can eat. And um, yeah, it's still. I was just kind of like, wait, is this is this wrong of me to do? You know, it was just funny because we were just we like programmed ourselves for an entire month to just like. You're like fuck everything else, meat, eggs, fat. You know, let's like, go. Yeah, let's it is. Go. It is weird. It was weird. Um, at California Grilling, buddy Matt Lokey, um, he does dabble and keto. As he has thought about the carnivore diet, he wanted to know. He wanted to know: Do calories matter on the carnivore diet? Uh, no good question. Yeah, good question. Uh, I would say no. Um, you're gonna eat. You're gonna be under your your calorie your normal calorie your intake. daily calorie intake. yeah you're gonna be yeah. under just it's just the way it's gonna be so you're gonna lose weight from that but yeah. um um mark bell uh talked about a thing about that where he was you know you're because of the satiation you know you're automatically um going to be uh going to be under just because um if you're listening to yourself uh or your body you're it's going to tell you you're you're good um and you're not going to overeat typically um so so yeah i mean i i think a couple people decided i think actually our boy marty uh was trying to count calories and i think he actually was successful in that um but um for the most part i don't think and he was probably the one guy who was already in really good shape who did it um and i, I think he lost maybe like two or three pounds or something like that but he said he felt really good and again he talked about body composition yes. where he could tell uh things were tightening up even though he wasn't like losing a ton yeah. of weight either um but yeah i think he was one of the few guys or girls that actually uh counted calories but yeah for the most part i think no matter no no matter what you're doing with the carnivore diet um if as long as you're um listening to your your body when you're hungry and when you're not hungry you're going to already be in a deficit no matter what. Yeah, and um, honestly, you're not going to care. As long as your energy's up and you feel good, I mean, what's what's going to calorie going to be? I mean, yeah. as far as on a, a diet now, you're going to be concerned about calories because your energy's down. But uh, uh, does, does it matter the carnivore diet? I mean, hey, take it for what you want. Yeah. Uh, at 617 Fly Fisher, would Hannibal the Cannibal like the diet? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Anyone, anyone's a meat guy just going to like the diet. If you like meat, this diet's for you. But he couldn't have those fava beans, though. Oof. Oof. Um, at, at door, outdoor Analea. Analea. I, I screwed that up. Hashtag time. ranch water. Uh, no, I, it's one of the things I can't say for whatever, for whatever reason. For whatever reason. That, that was wow, the ranch water. That's ranch water. Uh, what did you learn from the diet? Oh, my gosh. Out, do we have another oh, hour? man. I think we talked about, I mean, we don't have to dive too deep on this question. We think almost this entire podcast has talked about what we learned about it. Uh, but the biggest thing for me is like learning about the, like we're taught so many different things about nutrition and, and health, wellness, and nutrition is probably the most debated topic of all time with any, any kind of anything. Um, but yeah, what you learn about it is for me essentially is what, I can actually live off of and thrive off of um, and what I don't need in my life and what I do need in my life. So um, it was really, and again, like if you're a minimalist, if you like to keep things simple, this diet is like 
a godsend to you because it is an elimination diet by default. You're going to figure out what works and what doesn't work very, very, very quickly. Um, and so, yeah, for me, it was just like, oh, wow. Okay. I don't actually need broccoli and, spar- and asparagus and cauliflower and XYZ. Like I can, comp- not only can I survive, I can thrive. So Absolutely. I- I'm kind of the same way. Uh, it struck a different chord with me. We're going to get my, we're going to get into my doctor's visit right after this. Uh, but I-, I am questioning now. Um, but like Spencer, I did learn more about myself and, and what we need. But along with that goes, uh, I won't speak on it, but I, I do question it is the fiber thing. Um, I now I do question the LDL, the HDL, um, big time, and uh, it's it's comparison or it's it's uh, how it's paired up with our insulin uh, sensitivity. Um, those are questions I have. I want to look into it a lot more. I want to ask experts about this more. Um, it. Uh, like I said, it doesn't add up from what we're told. Like Spencer said, the dots are not adding up by the, by the way we feel, by the way we look on the outside and, and by what we've all kind of gathered. I mean, you're talking about 10 of us, 12 of us openly saying we feel fine. We feel the same way. Mostly like there's subtle, those subtle differences, but as far as the big picture is concerned, we all feel the same and we all, we all had the same experience. There's some science to that. There has something has to be noted about that. Um, I'm getting a little passionate, but we'll get off that real quick. Settle down now. Settle down. Um, at let underscore er, r er, <laughs> at let underscore r underscore rip. Let her rip. How did you handle the Rogans? Uh, you know, it it came and gone, and yeah. uh, came and went for sure. Came and went for sure. It's all it's all manageable. Yeah. Um, Spencer, it's to be noted. Spencer I made wearing a diaper. It's no big deal. Yes, yeah. don't make it a big deal. Uh, at Travis Backyard Barbecue, our, our buddy, what's your biggest fear for going into the, the challenge? Uh, for me, it was that it was going to be what I thought it was. It was, it was going to work. I was going to enjoy it. Your nightmare came true. My nightmare came true. Like, I'm a complete nut about it now. Uh, I want to learn more about it, even more. I, I have questions I need answers to. Um, if you know anything about me, I can, I can easily become uh, fixated on something, and I have to know. Yeah, but you're, you, you become an expert in fuck, you know, overnight, dude, which is crazy. Uh, yeah, well... That's it's a, it's a double edged sword. It's a double edged sure. sword. I mean, it'll, it'll, <laughs> it'll haunt me until I understand what's going on. Yeah. Um, all right. Um, I kind of wanted to talk about. Oh, wait, what was your biggest fear? Sorry. Oh, um, crap in your pants. No, <laughs> I'm actually glad that happened. Uh, no, um, sugar, the whole sugar thing. Um, and, uh, like I, you know, made mention earlier, uh, it didn't happen until much, much later in the game for me. Uh, but yeah, uh, the sugar because like, yeah, for me, it's like, I've got a, I've got a sweet tooth, you know? Um, and you know, what's funny is that I, uh, I went completely off of any kind of alcohol, uh, for an entire year, probably three years ago, just to see if I could do it again. Perfect example of me you know, being my own lab rat. Uh, and I did it successfully. It was, you know, um, and I wasn't a person who turned into a hermit and like lost a bunch of friends and never went out. I, I still put myself out there and, um, you know, we're in tricky situations. So, and I was still able to do it, which was pretty awesome. Um, but you know, the biggest, the biggest fear for me was, uh, sugar. 
and uh, to be able to um, make it through those 34 days. I mean, again, the last week was a little brutal. Uh, but um, yeah, that was my biggest fear is like having like a crash and burn with, with sugar because I love um, I love sweets. I can I can do without booze, but I can. It's tough. I'm for whatever reason that after that that year I went sober, my sweet tooth went like ape shit, and ever since then, um, I just get you, crazy. You do both now. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Now I do both. Uh, but yeah, that was um, that was the hardest part is sugar. Right on. That's and that's. Like, I mean, and I'm sure a lot of people could probably resonate with that. Yeah, sugar and carb. I mean, it's yeah. it's an addiction. It's a, it's definitely like a drug. The only thing that I will demonize in the world of nutrition, and it's not even carbs, it's sugar. That's the only thing that's that uh, that everyone here does not need. Absolutely. Um, all right, let me talk about this doctor visit real quick. Um, so initially. Uh, I did, I did, and I still do. Well, I did. I'm a little, uh, a little bitter about it. Um, I Just got my a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I, I got some blood work done prior to going on the diet. Um, in order to do that, I had to get a referral from my doctor to get the blood work done. It was just your basic blood work. I didn't do the the full uh, lipids and the organs, uh, the in depth one like I should have uh, requested. But uh, there again, I didn't know. Anyways, I wanted to get the results prior. I wanted to do before and after or uh, during the diet of, uh, of my blood work. My first blood work came back high triglycerides. Everything else was uh, marginally fine, as you could say. Um, um, so I, I, I called. I wanted to get the blood work done. They said I had to come in because the insurance only covers blood work every six months. They said, if I come into the doctor, uh, they would refer me to get my blood work done again. Okay. So I go in, I go in and, uh, I sit down, I'm sitting down. It's kind of weird. Cause I'm looking around and there's, there's a bunch of, uh, uh, prescribed medication ads. And, um, uh, there's a little video thing going of, of eat your vegetables and, uh, eat your greens kind of stuff and I just kind of laugh I was like man I don't know if this is gonna go good uh as far as me communi communicating with the doctor anyways the nurse comes in she takes my vitals they look fine uh this was only I think I was day two out of the diet um um she, she asked if I want the flu shot I said no uh, that's a whole another thing we won't get into that <laughs> yeah don't don't go down that rabbit hole right that's now, a long please. hole um but I thought it was kind of funny. I was like, I'm, I'm not here for that. Like, I'm fine. Anyways, uh, doctor, come in, doctor comes in. Um, he, he's looking over my stuff, looking over my vitals for the day. And he, he automatically says, uh, why did you do this diet? You didn't need to lose weight. And that kind of upset me because it's like, why do I have to want to lose weight? Why can't I be a healthy person who wants to do something to what I think might be better to better myself or why not even just see what, what happens with me? Why does it have to be about weight loss? Uh, it's just, obviously it's gonna be a byproduct of this kind of diet. Um, so I, he kind of caught me off guard with that. He then reviews my, my blood work and says, now this was before, this was a week before the carnivore diet. I got this done. He says, your triglycerides were high from this diet. 
And I said, that kind of got me mad because I know he's not looking, like he's just skimming over. He's not looking into the details. He says, your triglycerides were high from this diet. I said, doctor, that was before I started this diet. And he stops. He can tell he kind of caught himself not paying attention. I kind of like that personal feeling of the doctor. Like they're going to like know your medical history. And And it's hard. It's hard with doctors because one, it's almost kind of like an assembly line with them. And two, um, I mean, this could offend whoever. I really give a shit. But uh, doctors, when they do go through medical school, the amount of time they actually um, are man, you know, their mandatory mandatory time to actually like go through nutrition is very, very, very slim. And that's why people are actual nutritionists. You know, Uh, that's a thing. That's a profession because, I mean, doctors really don't know. For the most part, I'm not going to say, you know, I'm not going to paint everyone All, with yeah. the same br- brush. Uh, but yeah, they, the amount of time they actually um, are required to spend um, on nutrition versus everything else they have to worry about, it's like not even comparable. Sure, yeah. And you would hope they'd be able to, uh, I'm sure they can, uh, just go over my, my blood work. Um, and, and the people who are in the medical field who actually give a shit about nutrition and health, they do that shit on their own. Yeah, for sure. Um, all right. So he goes in and asks about the diet. Uh, it sounded like he didn't know a lot about it. Um, he asked. Uh, so he, he, he acknowledged the fact there was no fiber. I said, no, there's no fiber. He's like, well, how do you feel? You must be constipated. I said, no, that's exactly the opposite. I feel fine. He lays me down on the damn, what's that bed thing called or whatever. He lays me on the bed and uh, he's feeling my abdomen. And he's looking and searching for any sore spots or, or you know, anything. And I said, I, I feel fine. And I said, I, are you shocked that I feel fine? Like, uh, I did this for 34 days and I'm, I'm, I'm fine. I, I almost felt like he was looking for something to, to, to be bad. He then goes and says that I should look into the Game Changers, the plant-based diet uh, movie. <laughs> Your favorite documentary of all time. It's great. It's a great documentary. I've watched it. It's, it's terrible. Great. It's There's, great. That thing has more holes in it than Swiss cheese. It's great. If you're doing a plant-based diet, more I'm 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 proud of you. But yeah, we're how, proud of you. But how how are you going to tell me like I'm telling you I feel fine without even seeing my blood work or like on the outside your your skin looks different, my hair feels different, your nails grow faster. Your, your body composition changes from the outside in. I guess from the outside, you could see that there's a change for the better. Mood-wise, everything. So why wouldn't that change be in, that, in the inside as well? He, he didn't give me that benefit of the doubt. So um, I said, I, I like more, uh, more in-depth blood work done. And he said, why? It's only going to be for reference. Exactly, sir. This is why I want this done. Like, why can't I know more about what's going on inside? It's, it's like pulling teeth. So I, I left. I'm changing doctors now. Not even because he told me something that I didn't want to hear. It's, it's it, every time I ask, but you know what? He, I have lack of knowledge, man. It's, and in his very like matter of fact, you know, stance on what you were doing, even though he had no clue. Exactly. Like, yeah. and, and at least let me pick your brain and let me have a conversation. But he got short with me and it was, it wasn't pretty. He's like, well, there's the bad thing about these diets is there's lack of science. I said, lack of science. I'm standing right here in front of you telling yeah. you I feel fine. Yeah. If you want to talk about science, we can talk about the standard American diet. Yeah. You want yeah. To talk about science. So you want me to diet that? Like, how's that going oh, for everybody that, else? That promotes chronic disease? Yeah. All right. The anyway. Cancer and the amount of diseases that are actually linked to the standard American uh, diet versus 
what we did. Come on, bro. I just want to know why you can't go into the doctor and say, hey, I feel great, but I want to feel better. Yeah. Why do I have to go in and see you if there's something wrong with me? Yeah. So you can prescribe me something or whatever the case may be. Like, it, it just, it blew my mind. So I'm changing doctors. Yeah. Any doctors out there, I need a new doctor. <laughs> yeah, holler. All I right. I just want to do a collab, you know. <laughs> Let's do a collab. <laughs> hey, I want to pick your brain. Tell me all the reasons why this was bad. That's great. Tell me why it's good. Yeah. Uh, at least do a little bit of yeah, research. Yeah, well, if, even if you're going to say this was bad, have some actual evidence yeah. Yeah. instead of like going it based off of what you heard uh, you know, 10 years ago or off of emotion. Well, you know? yeah. And I said that he's like, well, there's no science. I was like the science I, I'm standing for, I'm standing in front of you. I feel fine. There's the Inuit. They've lived this way their whole lives. They're, they're completely fine They're He's like, well, that's a certain, a certain circumstance. Uh, all right. That makes perfect sense. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, we all have a heartbeat. We all bleed the same. Like, yeah. Come on. Bro. At some point in our life, maybe our ancestors were, were down that road. Yeah. Uh, all right. We had some great sponsors. Uh, at Reload Rub, at Drink, uh, Drink Element, at Ancestral Supplements, at Tender Belly, great bacon. Uh, unofficial sponsors, Camaro Coffee. Uh, Spencer's tied up with them. Good stuff. Great stuff. Uh, at Kill Cliff, at Epic, at Duck Fat Spray. Uh, we had a great time doing this. Great support group. Great sponsors. Everyone want to jump on board at this. Uh, it's just it's amazing when you get this kind of support and people want to know what's going on. Spencer. What challenge is next for you? Um, I would like to challenge everyone to not be an asshole. That's <laughs> 30 good. days. Don't be a dick. That's all I got for you. Uh, I need to do like a, a Amazon cleanse. I need to go like 30 days without <laughs> ordering something from Amazon. I'm sorry. Did you say you have an online shopping problem? Paul? Yeah. Amazon. Uh, my wish list is, is very, very well, uh, well documented, well documented and uh, but probably it's, a long it's list. like it's not even like I don't even like shopping. If I go in a store, it's not like I don't get that 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 high. It's but when I see something at the front of my door, like I love it. Yeah. It's cool. It's fun to open up. Yeah, I got you. I don't know. Maybe so. 30. Like every day's Christmas. Yeah, it yeah. is. It's cool. I like that Christmas vibe. Yeah, I like it. I dig it. I'm gonna do uh, it. Anyways, uh, anything else to add? Uh, no, man. This is awesome. Thanks for doing this with me and. Uh, for real though, we should uh, we should figure out another uh, another challenge to do here. Let's do and, it. Uh, I don't know what we should do, but definitely shouldn't be vegan or vegetarian. <laughs> well, if you are doing a diet, let us know. Uh, keep us posted. Uh, don't take our advice. Don't listen to us. Have fun. Thank you guys for listening. Deuces.